Batman. I've seen him on talk shows being like, oh, you know, what do you feel like about all these different versions of Batman that have happened since you left or whatever? And he's like, oh, you know, the truth of it is, is like, and he leans in, he's like, I'm Batman. And then people are like, Whoa. Welcome to the Crooked Table Podcast, where we discuss the world of film from a fresh angle. And now your host, Robert Yannis Jr. Welcome to the Crooked Table Podcast. This is Rob. And this is Kai. On this show, we normally democratize the film criticism conversation by bringing on fans and critics alike to talk about a current or classic release. Uh, but this episode, we're doing another crooked commentary. This will be going up soon after the big day of very bittersweet Batman-related news. Uh, and also it was our first episode back after a few months, so I guess we should touch base. Kai, how have you been dealing with the world, coronavirus and protests and all of which, you know, obviously we're in support of the Black Lives Matter movement and all of that, just to throw that out there, not related to Batman, but kind of feels silly to not mention that the reality of the situation. So Kai, how are you doing with all this? Um, it's, I mean, it's been hard. It's been three months of self-isolation um, for, you know, for the United States. And, you know, we live in Florida and it's been reopening like crazy. Like, I feel like we're on phase six and that's not even a phase. Um, but meanwhile, we're, we're still staying home. And actually, I think we're, at least I am kind of getting accustomed to being home. Like now, I don't expect myself to go anywhere. I don't really, I miss places, but it's now been except that this is kind of life and and the protests have been hard um some of the some of the bad protests have been happening in in the city that we live in and um you know um and where we live is now on state is on mandated masks so i'm happy about that because that should have happened a while ago and just really kind of dealing you know and still I'm, you know i'm still a parent I'm still working full time. That's good to know. You're still a parent. <laughs> I'm still working full time. Tyler hasn't run I'm away still, yet. I'm still um, a wife. And um, so just, you know, because you still, you know, we still have our lives and it doesn't stop, thankfully. Um, well, that has a lot of different, you could read into that in many different ways. But yeah, just, you know, just really kind of hustling. And um, I actually have a birthday um, at the time of this recording tomorrow. So that's exciting. And so this this movie that we're going to talk about came out really close to my birthday 25 years ago. Right, exactly. So just as we were, we, we were actually talking about doing a Batman Forever crooked commentary and posting it in September for Batman Day, which is like September 21st, I think, or something like that. Uh, but Any reason why? That when it premiered, like the, the why that's Batman Day. I that's DC has been like this is Batman Day. It's a big promotional thing. Every marketing gimmick every year for Batman. I gotta find it out on Wikipedia. Oh, um, maybe it's when the first Batman appearance was published. Whatever, something like that. And um, then Kai had the idea after all this Batman news. What yesterday or two days ago? Like two days ago. Two yeah. days ago, as of this recording, um, that we should just do that as soon as possible and get it posted before our announced June 30th relaunch of, uh, you know, every this kind of, the hiatus was not planned at first. Life was busy. Yeah, how are Day you job, dealing with Day job, freelance work, parenting. I'm still, a, I'm still a husband. I'm still a father. I'm still a parent. Um, and uh, then all of this happened. 
the cases started of COVID-19 started spiking, the Black Lives Matter protests and everything kind of civil up unrest kind of, uh, you know, rose up. And, and then I was like, maybe it's better. I don't really know if I feel like talking about movies. But I'm like, isn't this Batman movie weird? Like in the midst of all this. That's so like, true, let's true. extend that a little bit longer. So it kind of, it was an unintentional hiatus that became an intentional hiatus is what I like to say. So that's the first time I've heard you say that. Oh, I've tweeted it. You don't follow me on social media, I guess. Um, no, I do follow you. I just don't you go just don't, on social yeah. media. I appreciate your support, air quotes, question mark, uh, which is very, the question mark is very in keeping with this movie also. Um, so two days ago, the news came, unfortunately, that Joel Schumacher passed away at the age of 80, the director of countless movies, including the one we're about to talk about, uh, The Lost Boys and The Client and Falling Down, a personal favorite of Kai's, uh, Phone Booth and The Fan of the Opera and a lot of like Flatliner, St. Almost Fire. Like a lot, he did a lot more movies than I think people yeah, realize. Yeah, he had quite a range. I like St. Almost Fire He was as all well. over the place, his movies. And, uh, you know, I saw all the headlines, people being like, Oh, Joel Schumacher, director of Batman films. I'm like, oh man, that's what I posted. I think on the Cricket Table Facebook page. But like, don't just like pigeonhole this guy. He was the Batman guy, especially since these movies don't have nearly a very they they have a shitty reputation, basically. Especially Batman and Robin. And there's a reason we're talking about this one and not Batman and Robin. And it's not just the 25th anniversary. Uh, you know, so I thought it felt make it made sense to bring this up uh, per Kai's suggestion in keeping with sort of a tribute to Joel Schumacher because I this, really like when you take my suggestions. Yeah, I know you do. And I give you, and I give you public credit for them too. Uh, this is the Batman movie of his that I think Kai and I, you know, we were both 12 when we saw this. We both have birthdays coming up in the next, well, actually we were both about to turn 12 when we saw this technically yep. mm-hmm. uh, yep. because we're both of our birthdays are at the end of June. And this came out in the summer of 1995 so the Joel Schumacher thing happened, and then later the same day, the internet exploded when The Wrap, I believe, broke the news, and then every other major trade publication, The Hollywood Reporter, Variety, blah, 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 uh, all picked it up, that Michael Keaton is in talks, in heavy, you know, in, in negotiations to return as Batman for the DCEU, for the Flash movie, and therefore going forward as like a new mentor to possibly bring in uh, a Batman Beyond movie, to bring in a, a Batgirl movie, to kind of mentor the next version of whatever the, the Justice League is going to look like. Um, and to me, I felt that, so, uh, you know, that felt very ironic that the same day that Joel Schumacher, the day that took over after Michael Keaton was like, I don't want to do this, not without Tim Burton, forget it, not worth it, um, that Joel Schumacher stepped in. The day he dies, they're like, okay, He's gone. Now we're going back to Michael Keaton. It felt really weird, the timing of that. And I'm sure that wasn't planned. It's just one of those bizarre cosmic coincidences, I think. Uh, So, you know, we are both obviously grew up with Michael Keaton as Batman. So I guess we should spend a couple minutes just what when did you what was your experience, Kai, with Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever? Like the first three of the four Batman movies from the 90s, the ones that didn't suck. Because I don't think Batman Returns sucks. Like, where do you stand on those first three? I think we agree Batman and Robin is a hot mess and not even a fun hot mess. I don't want to see that again. Yeah, exactly. I don't really. I don't even want to do a, a lot of people. A lot way. of people like it in like a kitschy, like so much fun because it's so ridiculous kind of way. I no. just don't. I don't. I just think it's bad in my opinion. And we're not the kind of. We just don't like to spend our time watching. I mean, bad we did a commentary on the room. 
So, okay, well, I mean, I love about. that, but I like that movie a lot. But sometimes awesomely bad isn't so bad. But Batman well, some people, and Robin isn't awesomely bad to It me. depends who you ask. See, it's you. Yeah, and no. I agree with you. But no, a lot of people... It's, a, oh, it's all subjective. A lot I mean, of people were tweeting is like... Is, what is I this, say is a fact, <laughs> unfortunately. Michael Keaton is my Batman. Right. And I think he'll always be my Batman. I mean, that's the Batman that we grew up on. And I don't... I actually don't even remember my first... The first time I even saw Batman where I was. Because, you know, it came out when we were six... I, we're about to be six, I think. I think it was another June six. thing. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, and I, I don't remember. I, I don't think I saw the movie either because that's. I think I did. Yeah, I I'm don't pretty think sure I, saw I did. It. I remember the poster. I, think I may have seen it at a friend's house after it came out, like on right. maybe when it was on VHS. Um, we had it on VHS. I, I liked too. it. Um, and then Batman Returns. I, th- I remember seeing Batman Returns for the first time when I lived in Missouri. Like we uh, checked it out at the video store. And I didn't really understand what was going on. It's I was weird. Like, okay. It, it's yeah. It's like, I don't know. I was nine around that right. time when I saw it. Yeah. And I, was, and I was like, oh, I don't know. It was, and I didn't see it again. I think until you showed it to me. Really? Wow. Years ago. Yeah. It just was like. It's it was too dark and heavy really and it. strange. I think for small children, which is why they, Warner Brothers completely overcorrected and went the over the top campy route with this movie. And I've seen somebody involved in this franchise. I forget who. Uh, some of the producers or writers or something even had this said this quote that really stuck with me because it's really how I feel. And they said I they really liked Tim's first one and they really liked their first one. So I think it was somebody involved in the Schumacher movies. But Batman Returns and Batman and Robin have a lot of problems. And I kind of agree with that. Like I think Batman, the first one, completely nails what Tim Burton was going for with like that gothic style, you know, dark but still kind of dark, it's like kind of macabre, playful. This one nails the more like bright neon, like almost like Adam Westy style campiness, but without going so far overboard where you're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, and I really, and I, when I saw Batman, Batman Forever in the movie theater, and I think I did see it in the movie theater, I really enjoyed it. Me I too. still really enjoy it. It's, yeah. it's one of, I mean, I like Batman and I like Batman Forever. Those are still, I think, still, I would say two of my favorite Batman movies. And that's definitely, I'm biased on that because I know that. Um, the no, the Dark Knight is definitely a better Batman film. The Lego good, Batman movie, a good Batman film overall. But these are Batman and Batman Forever, my two favorites. And um, but no, I agree. And I think maybe maybe with Batman, maybe uh, Tim Burton felt like he had more to prove because you know he was like he wasn't I don't a even new think director. It's that. Clearly had done I don't even think before, it's that. It was Full like it, was, it did have a nice balance of his like weird eccentric style without going like him kind of being getting so into himself that he went started going overboard. Right. Okay, now now, you, now now you brought it back to where I was going to say. Like I don't even think it's that he was had more to prove. I think the second one is way more his his jam. Like you've seen other Tim Burton movies. He's all about the like eccentric weirdos and so the his whole thing with the penguin where I've never seen a version of the penguin outside the, that movie that makes him like basically a mutant. He's just like a gangster in a top hat who like goes wah, 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 and stuff like that. Um because he wears suits, I guess they call him Penguin, and he walks with a limp or whatever. Uh, and now that we mentioned Penguin, shout out to Robin Lord Taylor from Gotham because he's the best person on that show. He's amazing as Penguin. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I remember seeing Batman Returns as a kid and coming out of the theater, and my dad and I were like, 
yeah, it was that was fine. It was kind of disappointing. The best parts were in the trailers, kind of thing. And I think it's because as a nine year old, I was like, "What the hell is going on?" Like I still. And he's an abandoned. He's an abandoned baby. Which is all. It's good. It just. It, it's good, but it doesn't feel like Batman. It feels like it's some. It feels like it belongs in Edward Scissorhands land or something. But don't people still agree that Michelle Pfeiffer was the best Catwoman? I mean, I still agree Michelle Pfeiffer was the best Catwoman. And, I thought and and I like did all a great of, job too. Yeah, but Michelle Pfeiffer is better. And I'm hoping that Michelle Pfeiffer comes back. Now, if Michael oh, Keaton's coming oh, back man, for here? a cameo or something in this, but she can. She's with. The, oh, they're both. Never mind. They're both in Marvel. Yeah, that's true. They're both in the Marvel. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I'm hoping that she comes back for for something for even if it's a brief, you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, I was really into Batman. I had the bat. I still in the garage. I think had the, like dusty, gross bat Batcave playset from 30 years ago. I still have. I showed you and our and our daughter like the figures that I have from the first movie and the all of the first actually all the four movies. I even had like some of the Batman and Robin stuff. But yeah, so the first and third were really big for me, video game wise and things like that, which we'll talk about, especially the Jim Carrey of it all. Um, but yeah, I think I wanted to do a commentary on this one because it does get unfairly lumped in with Batman and Robin, where I actually think this is an enjoyable movie and. Just, you know, especially now with the timing with Michael Keaton coming back, these movies are getting kind of wiped away from the canon. So he's pretty sure he's not going back for Vulture, it sounds like. No, Vulture's still staying in there. Vulture is coming in Morbius. He's supposed to have a cameo there. How does that If they do Sinister Six, they'll probably bring Vulture back. How does that work if he's going to be doing DCEU? He's got to get those checks, man. I know. He's like 68 years old. Do a thing that would like kind of. Affects his contracts. I mean, his, I think the vulture is a much scheduling. It's a, vulture is a much more minor role. He'll probably be like cameo, cameo, maybe one more supporting role, and then peace out. He's not like Robert Downey Juniring it over there. It sounds like he's Robert Downey Juniring it over at the other place or uh, Samuel Jackson. There you go. Uh, and it's funny that he did those two bat movies, and he's like, "Fuck that." <laughs> and they're both basically based off of the same idea, right? Of a, rich, a rich playboy. Well, wait, what? Iron Man, Batman. Oh yeah, kind of. Um, but he's uh, yeah, he did those two Batman movies. He didn't want to come back for the third one. Then he made Birdman and be like, fuck you, superhero movies. Then he joined Spider-Man. Now he's going back to Batman. I must have really enjoyed being Batman. He is, that, and I agree with you. He is my Batman. That being said, I do love Adam West's version. I do really love Christian Bale's version. I think... It makes me think of uh, Neighbors. Oh, yeah. I'm Batman. You know, they had that debate, no, had that debate on who, on what Batman was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. So I was like, you know, Michael Keaton. And then Zach Efron's character was like, Christian, Christian Bale. Bale. And he's like, and then and Seth Rogen's like, oh, I'm, I'm Batman. And then... Oh, man, man. Where oh, do I look God. like a oh, god? Yeah. Don't like um, that voice. Yeah, the voice is a little much, but I love Christian Bale's version. But yes, objectively, I think the Batman Begins Dark Knight are better movies, but I always feel a certain kinship to the Michael Keaton. That being said, George Clooney was a mess, and but that wasn't his fault. It was just a terrible movie, and he couldn't and save it. That didn't hurt his career. I yeah, mean, no, not at all. Or his riches. Right. Um, but I do like Val Kilmer in this movie, and we'll talk about all the crazy shit that happened behind the scenes of this movie but i feel like we should listen to a little bit of the trailer for this movie we went longer with that than i meant so let's listen to a little bit of the trailer for we haven't even mentioned the name of the movie have we for uh the 1995 movie batman forever can i persuade you to take a sandwich with you sir i'll get drive through bruce wayne in the flesh. I'm gonna need that handbag. Yes. My invention beams any TV signal directly into the human brain. Mind manipulation, tampering with people's brain waves, it 
just raises too many questions. I will help you solve the greatest riddle of all. Who is Batman? That was a little bit of the trailer for Batman Forever from 1995, directed by Joel Schumacher. And as I said, at the top of the show, this is going to be a crooked commentary. So we're going to watch the full like two hour and six minute movie. Uh, I think That's it's how that long, long. It is? something like that. Let me see. You're not thinking of the movie. No, we two just... hours and one minute. Very close. Oh, okay. You're thinking of the close. movie we just watched. I knew it was just, what was two hours and six minutes that we just watched? Was it Snowpiercer? Oh, that maybe was. That was good, too. And uh, we are on the Warner Brothers Pictures Shield, the classic shield. Like, I still love when they come up with this old logo. So when do they change it? Wait, what? Uh, they updated it. It's like it's overly like 3D, stylized like, course, and 3D and they stuff. Had to, you know, but this was like, our, this was, you remember back in the day when they used to do this in the early, late, late 80s, early 90s, when they even had Bugs Bunny pop out and stuff? Yeah. Biting the carrot. Uh, so we are on the logo for the Warner Brothers Picture Shield at 0001. And I'm going to press play right now. That shield actually makes sense for the superheroes. First thing here I love. Let's point it out. I'm going to be saying a lot of things. It morphs into, doesn't it morph? It morphs it into does, the bat signal. Yeah. And then the. I like when movies do that. And then the fourth one. The, uh, so in the, case you weren't sure what movie you were watching, right? Exactly, it's a Batman movie. Well, that was the poster for the first for the Tim Burton first one. So why is he? Why is Tim Burton producing this, but didn't want to direct it, or do they not want him to direct it? I think he didn't want to direct. Well, I don't know. I think he might not. Oh, by the way, um, I want to talk about the score in a second. I, I think it was a kind of a combination. I think he wanted to take it a certain way, and they didn't want to take it in that direction. They wanted to lighten it back up Jim because Carrey, totally Batman Returns, as you mentioned, it. was not well received. Did like the toys didn't sell well. I think families were like, "What the hell is this?" Nicole Kidman. <laughs> She's just gonna read the names now. Well, so Nicole Kidman's <laughs> birthday. We were talking about this the other day. Her her birthday was the day before, or the day after this movie came out twenty five years ago. She has my sister's birthday. That's why I always remembered. Mm-hmm. So I believe this came out what June nineteenth, nineteen something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I did want to point out right now because it's like the focal point of the movie at this point. The Elliot Goldenthal score, which I have on CD still. Uh, I actually really... Yeah, I think so. I really like this score. It's obviously nowhere near as iconic as Tim Burton's and it does go a little crazy in certain places. Little uh, Adam Westy. But I, I do think that the main theme, the fanfare that was just playing and stuff, is pretty cool. I even like the kind of H.R. Uh, Geiger-inspired... Uh, Batmobile here. It's very H.R. Geiger, the guy that, do, do, that designed the um, the Xenomorph from Alien. You can see mm-hmm. kind of the spindles and stuff. Wow. And the thing that I was going to say too about yeah, sorry. Um, no, that's okay. Jump in about the um, the cars is that in all of these movies, there's just like different different Batmobiles, different like gadgets. Not always. There's the same one from one and two, different and then outfit, different. Well, cost, yes. Um, well, he's got to keep reading. Yeah, he got to somewhere. What is it called? It's not a costume. It's armor. A, I guess it's armor. They, yeah. they got to sell action figures, Kai. One. Two, there's a story-related reason, at least, for why the Batmobile is different here. The Batmobile, if you may or may not remember, got destroyed in Batman Returns because oh, it got taken over by Penguin, that. and then it had to like drop the sides, and it become like a little missile to fit through a thing. So, you know, so oh, there you go. I like Colin's on right there. Yeah, exactly. By. He's great yeah, in so, this, his score. So what's interesting about Batman Forever and how it displays... Gotham I is it does coin. it display Gotham is like so bright and like vibrant, and meanwhile you know with movies like 
well, Batman, and then Batman Begins, and then, um, and even the the animated ones like Gotham really is like so dark and gloomy. Yeah. So that was was interesting about the, uh, Batman Forever Batman Robin is that. Gotham is not like that. It's like, like it's it, like a circus. It's like a 1960s, like art pop, like Andy Warhol style shit. That's what I'm saying. That's why it's a lot of people are like, okay, he's borrowing heavily from the Adam West thing where everything's over the top and kind of ridiculous and like candy colored and shit. Like, look at this dude's face. First of all, Two-Face is not supposed to look like a, he's like painted purple with like big, look at this. That's not a design. That's not anywhere near being realistically designed or anything. And granted, they don't need to be. That's the thing. A lot of people I love rag his on face is just so, I know, I, I know. Well, he has the paper that he holds on his face in the flashback. Um, a lot of people tear into the, the, you know, anything that's taking a different spin on Batman because they're like, well, Batman's supposed to be serious. I'm like, Batman has been everything in the comics at one point or another. The Dark Knight is just as valid as Batman v Superman, which is just as valid as Adam West, which is just as valid as Lego Batman. I mean, it's all that's what and that's what I love about the Lego Batman movie, which I feel like I should do commentary on that at some point. But yeah, Tommy Lee Jones, we'll get to him. Uh, oh, and Nicole Kidman, she's so beautiful in this movie. Um, the hair, the makeup, what is yeah, it? Yeah, everything, and like her, her aura, like she's like this confident is, and, and yeah, she's, I like how he's she's doctor and. Um, Hot entrance. And he's, Val Kilmer's Batman actually has some of the best lines out of all the Batmans. Yeah, but but wait, you're going to say some of the like, the silly lines, right? Yeah, some of the But some of the like pure, like serious Batman God, people. Yeah, he's so serious already. Like, is this, I, she's a cool name too. I know. Um, she's not from the comics, but yeah, she but should the be. the thing about, okay, so back to the whole thing yeah, yeah. about. Um, There's a lot to say now. Okay? About the. I knew this, this is why I knew this was a good one for a commentary because yeah. I'm like, we're going to be talking yeah. over each other yeah, a lot. The dichotomy though of like, they're basically feel like two different movies of the four movies. You have the Tim Burton oh, yeah. first two. And 100%. The, it's like, in a way, it should have just been, just like, just do but just the, do Batman they one again. They shouldn't have kept Pat Hingle and Michael Goh, because they're the, only, they're the only actors that are in all four, I think. The only yeah. main actors. They could I mean, they all Pat Hingle, Commissioner Gordon. Close, and, with, close right. with any each other, but they're more or less, like, totally different movies. They share the same continuity, though, supposedly. He even, she references... Uh, Catwoman in this and and stuff. She says, "Oh, they're doing eat skin tight vinyl in a whip later on." Uh, yeah, I like him. He's got a great bottom half of his face for Batman. I think mm-hmm. he, he's isn't that what it's about though? The jaw. Yeah, pretty much in the voice. I she's and, wearing a wig, or really was her hair? She's like, oh, you're not getting focused. No. <laughs> but like, see, like there's like the Dutch angles. That's the Adam West. That's like some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. That kind of shit. I love his suit. It's so crazy. And this is back in the day, kids listening to this. This is back in the day when nobody was like, comic books? Serious? We're going to take this shit seriously? Look, Fuck I think that. it's a married couple. They're cartoons. That wrote it. Oh, maybe. Story by, screenplay by. Yeah, Tim Burton. I, I think you do feel his influence here a little. And then once he's not involved whatsoever, that's when Batman and Robin is just like, like what is happening? No, not even slightly. Maybe that could have ringed it in a little bit. I mean, it might have made a, I mean, Poison Ivy and Mr. Freeze can be done well. On the animated series, I should show you, there's an episode called Heart of Ice that's kind of the most famous Mr. Freeze origin story. Uh, and I think they they, take, they took some inspiration for that. So the machine guns have lights on them. That's cool. Yeah, well, everything has lights on it in this. That's the thing. Yeah, this really was like Joel Schumacher's like pet project for Batman. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like any of his films have ever been as vibrant and 
as like gregarious as this is. Well, until Batman and Robin. Right, but what, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying, as but his like Saint almost fire falling down, they're not like right, this. right, right. Well, he he gets to like how really kind of play here. Yeah, it like takes his version of Batman that he wants to see. It's really cool when you, it's really cool that you. Um, oh, that's that shot with Batman turning and like in in surprise. That's that shot from I think the Kiss from a Rose video that I always like to to point out. This has a good soundtrack. Like yeah, you it does. Said. Well, I. Well, you more mentioned the score. You didn't mention the soundtrack. No, I did not. I did not. But um, I, I don't did remember see any songs from Batman. I did see oh, yeah, I, Prince, just, and Party just Man, and just Trust. Kidding. I'm just kidding. And, yeah, Bat Dance, and uh, the I did see a, a video that Seal posted yesterday or the day that Joe Schumacher pa- pa- um, passed, talking about how that album came out in 1994, and that song was a single, Kiss from Rose, and it tanked. It was like 60, and then 80, and then poof, it pieced out. And then Joel Schumacher was like really a fan of Seal, reached out to Seal, wanted him to, you know, give, prevent, present yeah, like a love song or whatever for the, you know, a romantic scene with Chase and Bruce Wayne. And Kiss, uh, Seal was like, I don't have anything. So his agent just sent over Seal's second album, which is also self-titled. He's got like four self-titled albums. That's confusing. I know. Uh, to Joel Schumacher and kind of marked uh, Kiss from a Rose. Joel Schumacher listened to it, loved it. And so they just took that song off that album and put it on the soundtrack to this. The only thing that they added was the video of him standing in front of the bat signal. And yeah. huge song, Seals, by far his most popular single mm-hmm. of his career, made this soundtrack a huge, big seller well, and There's everything. a lot of people that are like you that, like, if a song is on a soundtrack, it's like, oh, I love yeah. this. Yeah. Even if it's been it's out still, before. I mean, I'm glad. It, I mean, I may not have noticed the song in the same way had it not been attached to. Batman and people listening to this con- to this podcast know or that follow me on social media at all know I'm obsessed with superhero stuff because I grew up mostly because I grew up with Batman. Because we were just the right age for these Batman movies when they came out. Well, one out. thing you guys don't know is that when I was, you know, me and Rob were courting each other, I would leave like I was sometimes leaving Batman quotes on his Facebook pictures. You w- one. Oh, the chick with the car? Yeah. Oh, I forgot that. It's the car. Chicks, I mean, just talked about that the other night. What I like, so I like about uh, the Two-Face is that his henchmen have two faces. I know. Their, their beanies. One thing about this scene that I do find annoying is this, this security, no, no, this security guard guy is like, you're taking my, oh, that's my hearing aid. My shoes are melting. Oh. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like that always drove me nuts. Even as a kid, I think I was like, this guy's annoying. I mean, Help. I I mean, that's why they're like, you're annoying. Good die. I mean, but it's like, hang on. See, he's like playing everything. Like the movie plays everything way big, which is fine. It's a Batman movie. You can do that. It's just there's certain moments where I'm like, oh, well, it's got to be better down. than Vicky Vale screaming. Oh yeah, I know. I listened to that movie the other night, as you know, while I was working. I was like, Jesus Christ, she doesn't shut up. Yeah, it's the only line that she really has. Is well, should I mention the Me okay. Too thing with Batman? Let's not get into Let's that. There's, there's a little bit of that in 1989's Batman that I'm like, hashtag me too, Batman. But it was a different time. Is she in the comics, Chase Meridian? No, I just, I mean, I actually said that a few minutes ago. Oh, God, sorry. That's okay. There's a lot going on. That's what I'm saying. We're both drinking alcohol while we watch this, and we both grew up with this movie a lot. This one and the 89 Batman we both had on, we had on VHS in my household growing up, and we watched them a lot. I've seen this movie. I think I've seen this movie more than I saw Batman. Or maybe yeah, it's close for me. I don't know. That's it's a tough. So what one. do you think they were doing? You think they were using like sets, or you think that was like that looks like miniature, maybe. 
that was this, so cool. Maybe a little bit of CG for the helicopter, but miniature for the rest. The that looks like a miniature really for cool. sure. You know, like that they had to use a lot more practical effects. I I miss that. I know. Now everything's filmed in front of a green screen. And everything's CG, which sometimes works, but sometimes it's And too I wonder much. if this is why some actors just decided oh, to retire. Day. Because they're like, I don't ah. want to just be in front of a green screen. Yeah. Well, that was Idris Elba's whole thing with the Thor movies. I wrote about that for Chichi.com slash author slash Arianas Jr. I don't know. Oh, don't you have hyphens? Oh, God, yeah, I think so. Hey, Face. Oh, goodness. Hey, face. That's a terrible nickname. Uh, he just shoots his own guy. He doesn't care. Him, but so Tommy Lee Jones was like not happy working with uh, Jim Carrey. I think we should just mention that now. Yeah, yeah. He hated Jim Carrey. And there, Jim Carrey told a story about it. And I wrote about it. Again, wrote about this for Cheat Sheet. Search CheatSheet.com colon Robert Yanis. You'll find all my stuff. And he um, he ran into, he, he like I think Jim Carrey told the story on Howard Stern years ago, like ten, like several years, six, seven years ago, whatever. And he said uh, he was at a restaurant having dinner and somebody working, somebody working there was like, oh, you're working, you're working with Tommy Lee Jones, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, he's over here having dinner. He's like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll go say hi. Jim Carrey went over to say hi and Tommy Lee face, Tommy Lee Jones face, face here, um, like went Became white, went white. Like, was like, was not happy to see him. And he came over and he's like, I don't like you or yin whatever. Yang, that's a perfect, like, yeah, balance exactly. The and he said to Jim Carrey, he's like, I don't like you. And he's like, well, what's, what's wrong? What's the problem, man? And he's like, and he's like, I, he said a very memorable thing that the people, my, my favorite podcast, Blank Check, uh, they quote sometimes. He said to Jim Carrey, he's like, I cannot sanction your buffoonery, which sounds like something Tommy Lee, crusty old Tommy Lee Jones would say to Jim Carrey, who at that point was, Ace Ventura, basically, in The Mask. So Jim Carrey's theory is that Tommy Lee Jones was in a movie called Cobb, where he played Ty Cobb, the baseball player. They came out right around the same time as Dumb and Dumber and got clobbered by Dumb and Dumber. And he, his theory that maybe Tommy Lee Jones was intimidated by that success or whatever. And I don't know if it's necessarily that or if Jim Carrey was just wanted to pump, like, pump his own fist a little there. But clearly those two personalities do not mesh. So making this movie was very hard for the two of them to get along. So they already didn't like each other. Well, during the making of this movie that yeah. happened, yeah. Well, one, so one thing I wanted to yeah. note, so they said, and billionaire, Bruce Wayne. Like, He's a billionaire. Remember being, remember being younger and like <gasps> billionaire? Yes. So it's, it's like sounded like it was kind of like an imaginary thing that nobody was really a billionaire. But now in our lifetime, there's so many billionaires yeah, um, that it's like now it's an actually a real number. Genius billionaire, like, playboy philanthropist. Like yeah, I feel like back in 1989, 1995, billionaire was kind of like similar to saying trillionaire. That just was yeah, kind of right. Made up. It's still weird. This scene is still weird because it's the first time you see Val Kilmer not in the suit, and you're like, oh man, it isn't. It wasn't Michael Keaton, motherfucker. Because you can almost like delude yourself into thinking, well, it's a guy in a mask. I don't know. Maybe who knows what he looks like underneath. He seems so sad. Jim Carrey? No. Val Kilmer's Batman. Like Val Kilmer's Bruce Wayne. Val Kilmer's Batman. So I think you've said this before. You prefer Val Kilmer's Batman compared to with Bruce Wayne. And you prefer Michael Keaton? I think Michael Keaton is good at both. But I think Michael Keaton is better as Batman. I think I have I didn't say Val Kilmer. Most a lot of people say this, and I kind of agree with it, that they think Christian Bale is a really perfect Bruce Wayne. Because if you watch American Psycho, you're like, oh, this is what they saw in Christian Bale as a guy in a suit who's like has a double life and 
and like has all these secret violent tendencies and like blah blah blah. Like that was like the, the kind of the prototype. Isn't this for guy that. gross too? Ed Bagel D Jr. No, you're thinking oh. of other people. Oh, Jeffrey okay. Jones. Most okay, people in okay. movies. Um, that happened. That was happened. It's been happening a lot. Yeah, I know. Ansel Elgort recently, and uh, maybe I think he's gross from a movie he did. Maybe he's done. Ed Bigley Jr. has done voice work and TV and movie. He's been literally in everything. He's like one of those everyman people. You you know how like Whoopi Goldberg is famous and an Oscar winner and has been huge like our entire lives. Like I don't remember a time that I didn't know how, who his integrity is coming through here. Right, that I didn't know who. Whoopi Goldberg was Ed Bigley Jr. is one of those people that like what do you know him from picks have your pick he's been in hundreds he's got a hundred credits yeah you know I like I like that Bruce Wayne has integrity and morals here and it's like yeah I don't know about that dude but it's also they ripped off this entire Riddler arc for Amazing Spider-Man 2 remember he's like oh oh, Spider-Man I'm a geeky nerdy guy but Uh now I'm all scary which it didn't doesn't work in there. It kind of works here, I think, because we hadn't really seen it in a superhero movie before. Yeah, he now he's. A, That's not gonna be good for me. So I don't get it. Why can't he just like, oh? He thinks he deserves it. He's entitled. He's an entitled prick. Yes. Look at his good. defeated face. Yeah. Jim Carrey is okay. Should he, I? See? He should. At least he has golden uh, globes. I'm gonna wait. Should I wait? Should I, do I wait to get into my Jim Carrey thing? You wait. Okay. Until he gets, until he becomes Riddlery. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. When he has this whole sequence with Ed Bigley Jr. coming up. It's like his hair. Back to work, Edward. You're supposed to understand. Uh oh. He feels it. I'll make you understand. He great. He great in this. Uh, for the sake of realism, maybe. I mean, but again, this is not a movie concerned with realism. Look at this shit. Luck. I see. He still works. This is before Alexa. This was well. Batman had Alexa before everybody else. Look, and that this again. This is very Adam. What I mean, they had some of that in the, in the Burton ones, but it's like, so his, can he just open a door and go into the? No, like, of course not. That's so, what I'm saying. Wait, he like shoots in a little missile. Po- yeah. It's like a modern version of the bat pole from the uh-huh. from the Batman, yeah. the old Batman thing. So. How close is his office to his house? And here's the question. How deep underground is the back cave? Jesus Christ, that went like a million feet down there. Not a million, but like a lot. A and billion. his hair's not even... Of boost. course not. Well, he was in a little Iron Maiden style thing. So Batman, Batmobile design. Look, Dutch they, angle again. I, I like that they realize that he'd have to be a billionaire to be able to afford right. any well, of, of course. these things. Because this is... You know what a Dutch angle is, right? The little sideways thing where the camera's like... Oh, I... I do that on accident. Yeah, I do my that on purpose. All the time. Maybe it's inspired by Batman stuff. Uh, do you like the Batmobile design in this? The kind of like more insects-like Batmobile. Um, I think it's cool. Of. I prefer the Michael Keaton one, but I'm, I think it I'm works. Still, all about the one in the Dark Knight Rises where it becomes a oh a, like a pod thing. Oh, the bat. Like the, the, that's Dark Knight. Not the Dark Knight. Not the Dark Knight Rises. The Dark Knight Rises. He has the flying one. The bat. Oh. You oh. don't see the bat pod. I don't think is is the bat pod even in Dark Knight Rises? Uh, she, it might be. She's, jeez, oh, uh, Chase Meridian. The bat signal is not a. Beeper. That is a good line. Jeez. Kai likes the cheesy Batman lines. She's like, I want to get in those. So tacky, are you, Chase are you, Meridian. Are you, are you trying to get into my cape, Doctor? Godness. Oh, and she. Oh, Nicole Kidman. Like she so, after this movie was, uh, came out, that she's like, she think about it. I'm the only one. Did he already say it? Yeah, he just said it. Oh man, I missed it. Mm. Um. But she said that she, she was the, the only voice. one that really ever got to actually kiss Batman. 
because all the other ladies were kissing. Michelle Pfeiffer licked Batman. That she's a cat. That counts as a kiss, right? Kind of. But she was. Try a fireman. Let's take off. Yeah, so she was very proud of her character for getting to kiss Batman. Yeah, she's she's all she's horny. She is as the I was no I wasn't gonna say that I was gonna say as the kids say she's very thirsty. <laughs> I don't blame she, it on a family picnic. Oh my goodness! I'll bring the wine. You bring your scarred psyche. I, rem- I remember. See, I said that before the line came up because I've seen this a million times. He's but, like, "You are pretty hot right now. You like strong women. I've done my homework." Well, or well, the thing is, whoosh, the thing is though that's good woman. about her character is that she is in. Empowered. She's empowered. She's like, I want you, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna come after you. And that's not something that's traditional. That's true. In films or even a Batman movie. Poor <laughs> um, Gordon's like, what happened? What's the signal on? He's like, nothing. She's just trying to get under my cape. Yeah. He's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Good so- thing I have this cod piece to to hide my business. <laughs> Yeah, it really, yeah. And, and like, he jumps right like in the numbers. car, of course. Yeah, I think it probably is a lot of men. I haven't seen the behind-the-scenes stuff on this yeah, in a long time. Yeah, he does have a great... Women. Great jaw, great lips, like, for this. Yeah. Oh, here we go. And he didn't really do much after these movies. He, well, he this did, movie. but not to this level. Well, next year he had The Island of Dr. Moreau, which is a freaking oh. shit show. Do you think that he read the script to Batman and Robin and was like, I want to do this? No, actually, he was supposed to... It was a whole thing. He was supposed to be in it, and then... Of course he would know this. He decided he didn't want to show up, and then they were like, good, we don't want you anyway because you're such a pain in the ass to work with. So wait, how did he do he the was, Island of Dr. Moreau with Marlon Brand, who also didn't show up? Yeah, I How know. did that work? I can't imagine. That must have been a fun set. Caffeine will kill you! What do we do in my Jim Carrey voice quite a bit here, I'm sure. Uh, I love this sequence because this is Jim Carrey at his most Jim Carrey-ish. I feel like I can get into it now because this is kind of, I just kind of said what this is. So uh, Jim Carrey wants to do his, I don't forget what he, did he call, what did he call it in this movie? But it's like basically virtual reality thing, but it, it steals your brainwaves. For people that are listening to this and haven't seen the movie, which shame on you, go see this movie. If you don't, you know, it's not Dark Knight, but it's it's fun Batman in its own right. Uh, Jim Carrey was my, my dude in the mid nineties. Like he was my dude too. He, he, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective was a major, uh, comedic awakening for me. You know, you hear people talk about their sexual awakenings. This was my comedic awakening. I developed a lot of my sense of humor from watching Ace Ventura, the mask, uh, not dumb and dumber. I still never got, even as a kid, humor really changed. Not really. That's what I'm saying. But it, that was when it was starting to really be formed. There are certain franchises and certain movies and certain actors that really helped shape the kind of comedy that I'm into. And Jim Carrey was a huge part of that. And yes, I was Even familiar. The for this isn't that bad. No, it's not. No, it's it's aged pretty well. Um, uh, I of course I was familiar with him from In Living Color a little bit here and there. Like I watched that not as much as you did, but I did watch that. I used to be able to do Fire Marshal Brill impression. I know. Now you haven't. 10 years almost together and you still don't know how to do it. So that's interesting. Now she'd be able to do Gonzo. I almost do like that you never either. did. Almost like you never were able to do it at all. Hey, uh, I have witnesses. <laughs> just like a cartwheel. Um, I don't have witnesses of that. No, you don't. Cause it never happened. And, uh, so, and I'd seen the movie once bitten when young Jim, James Carey still started, seen that. which I think is on Amazon. I should show you that. It used to be. Wait, he was James Carey. Yeah. It was before he went by Jim Carey. Wow. It was, that's how early it was in his career. He hadn't settled on what his professional name was going to be. So, Ace Ventura and the Mask 
Ace Ventura, when nature, when nature Calls, and this movie were enormous for me. So that two-year period, I was obsessed with Jim Carrey. I have, and if people are interested, I could take a picture and post it on my Instagram. I have a big era- like eraser from, you know, I was in elementary school, middle school at the time. A big eraser shaped like a pencil that I wrote all of his dialogue, his different catchphrases from Ace Ventura and The Mask on it. And I used to have that with me all the time at school. I would watch these movies for like 20 minutes while I was eating breakfast in the morning before I went to school. Like I was all about it. So I was a hundred percent on board for this. What do you think? Kai? I know you were really big into Jim Carrey at the time, kind of like I was. Uh, and then you also later with liar, liar and things like that. Uh, do you think, he, what do you think of his performance as the Riddler? At one point this was going to be Robin Williams, but then I think he had such a huge 94 that they were like, we're getting that guy. Yeah, I don't even know how he had the time because he was in basically four movies from, from yeah, in, that in a year, year and a half, yeah, yeah, and like five, movies, well, five movies. movies. If you're talking ninety four, ninety five, he was in Ace Ventura: When Nature Calls was the year after Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. Oh boy, so he may have filmed at the same time or like right after. But yeah, yeah, I don't. He must have not slept for a, a couple of years because he was kind of the lead in all these movies. I saw, I saw all of his films in the movie theater. I saw Ace Ventura, loved it. Um, okay, I did do when nature calls on VHS because then saw it only once and it was terrible. You didn't see it in theaters? No, I don't think so. I'll see that. And the mask I saw at my friend's house, loved it. So you didn't see it in theaters? No. Oh. And then I saw. um, And then the cable guy I actually saw with my which is weird dad and my sister and my mom. Like there was a period of time that me and my dad actually went to see Jim Carrey movies in the movie theater, like by design because all of his movies were coming out in the summertime. So. You know, both me and my dad were big Jim Carrey fans. My dad also took me to see the Truman Show. Saw that in the movie theater. That was in 98, 97. The Truman Show, 98. Okay. Yeah. So I, but like, I was, yeah, like June. I've, I've been a big Jim Carrey fan since forever, too. And you still haven't seen Man on the Moon, though. No. I kind of, maybe I, my, fell off a little. Yeah. But no, I love Jim Carrey. Like, still, he's very talented. And um, he actually wrote a book that we, a children's book that we read to our daughter. So he's, He's yeah, like see, there's the, you get not to interrupt. There's your glimpse at normal Harvey Dent before he went wacky. I still would have liked of to see Batman's in the the courtroom. He probably caught out, caught wind. Of, like that doesn't even make sense what just happened with the acid. But okay, yeah, how'd they uh, get that in there? It's like he had it and it hit his whole face, and then it was like on the other side, but it flipped. <laughs> it was weird. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I still would have liked to seen Billy D. Williams play Harvey Dent. I think that would have been cool to pick up follow up on the original Batman. But yeah, so and I, but I, weirdly, you also didn't care for Dumb and Dumber. No. Even as a kid, you were like, I don't like I this. I saw that in the movie theater, too. Yeah, see, I didn't see it until VHS, I yeah, think. No, I was I like, I don't like care for movie. this. Why? So, oh, no. so he, Ma'am, so he pushed him out the window, right? Yes. Yeah. Did you, you were talking, I think I, we were both talking yeah. when that happened. Oh God, you were such a liar. <laughs> so now, so now he's. all the time. So he's. <laughs> That guy, he's been in stuff. He's in Batman and Robin, weirdly. Oh. I think he plays a Wayne Tech like scientist or something in that too. So, uh, it's a sentence structure. See, but it's so like obvious that he's up to something to us, but people just don't see it. Because again, it's a different, it's a completely different tone in a way than the other Burton movies. You know? It still works, it's still valid. So but because he tested out one person he, and he's he, like okay, He also wanted to, to kill him because he was gonna he was going to uh, end his project. He was taking him off. He was stopping his project. So he framed him. He changed the video. 
uh, footage to make it look like Stickley killed himself. He, he yep, definitely suicide. He's insanely smart. And, you know, well, he's like, now, now you'll you see, you'll find that it matches his exactly as the sentence structure and spelling, like all that stuff. That That's what makes the Riddler such a formidable villain. And that's why every time there's a new version of Batman, people are like, yeah, of course, we're going to get a Joker. But what are we getting a Riddler? Like everybody is expecting the Riddler to be in um, The Dark Knight Rises. So it was a surprise when they went with Bane instead. So what what do you think happened in... Oh, yeah, the Bane and Batman Robin is absolutely terrible. Oh, God, yeah. But what do you think made him all of a sudden Enigma go, I'm going to send a riddle? Did that happen from the, from the getting the brainwaves? Or was this, do you think it's something he was already planning? Uh, I think, it, it, well, Bruce Wayne rejected his proposal. He's like, he had been obsessed. Remember, he was obsessed with Bruce Wayne before mm-hmm. this. So then he was like, I just got to meet Bruce Wayne. He'll understand. And he like, you know, he's a crazy person. So he fixated on Bruce Wayne. Well, Chase will say this later. He fixated on Bruce Wayne and was convinced that Bruce Wayne, was if you just get Bruce Wayne to listen to him, everything would work out. Bruce Wayne would see his genius and appreciate it and blah, 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 and he'd be off and running. And then Bruce Wayne shut him down, and that, I think that's what helped his already that fragile mind really be pushed over the edge. And so that's why he lashed out at his boss, and now he's kind of toying with Bruce Wayne because he's pissed with him and resentful because of that. It's funny when you think that you're brilliant and see he's got see he had like pictures look pictures of bruce wayne everywhere depends on don't do not think that you're brilliant look look yeah but yeah yeah i agree he's got magazine clippings of bruce wayne everywhere it's convenient that he has a bobblehead with the riddler suit and also like a like you know uh vending machine like fortune teller thing with the riddler suit weird so so is that supposed to be like meta or something like that like is the riddler is the riddler here supposed to be a character from somebody else in this Yeah, that's movie? a good point, Kai. I don't know. I've never thought of that. I just thought it was some weird carnival thing that he's like, I'm going to steal this guy's design. That could be. I think oh, it's just why that. Why could be Voltar? Zoltar. It's Zoltar. That's a great movie. We should talk about that at some point. Even though it's gross that he's, he's like a 10-year-old who's turned 35 and has he's sex 13. with a lady. But, you know, whatever. Oh, God. Wow, nice face. <laughs> um, he, he will I'm impressed. It he just does sticks the, so well. See you soon. Uh... Yeah, Jim Carrey, and I'm going to basically gush about Jim Carrey for the two hours in this, because Jim Carrey has the perfect, uh, the perfect, I don't know, his style for this movie. This movie's big and bold and in your face and very not subtle with what it's trying to do, and that's his, that's I mean, his, his style. You know, really he would have been great, good, too. But it's, I feel like Jim Carrey's energy is better suited for this than Robin Williams. More, well, Jim, Robin Williams had the manic energy, too. But not as much at this point, I feel like. Not, not to the same. This is only a couple of years after Aladdin. Mrs. Doubtfire. This is a couple of years oh, after yeah. Mrs. Oh. Doubtfire, actually. Yeah. I, you, Two. This is 95. I keep thinking Mrs. Doubtfire was 94 for some reason. Nope. 93. Oh. It was you. It was like the big, one of the biggest like movies. 94 was a big year for movies, because it was. It was, yeah. For Jim Carrey movies. For what else? Lion King, Forrest Gump? Kim. Yeah. Pulp Fiction. That's the famous Pulp Fiction Shawshank. 94 uh, and 99 here. were big um, film movies. Oh, she's got a box scene. Of course she does. She's see. Look how hot she is. What does it have to do with her having a boxing bag? A she got, bag in stays her in shape. And it's one. also a reason for him to be like, I heard, I thought you were in danger. I heard you struggling. And, and she's like, not in the door. At all. She's like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, she's like, you're boring, dude. I like the guy. She's like, he's the, a square head. She likes the bad boys. Yeah, that's, she said that, right? Yeah, she's like, you know, when I was a kid, it, you know, it was people with motorcycles, leather jackets, whatever. 
And then she she's always like, wears she's like, black in this. She's like, what a doofus. <laughs> I don't know how this movie makes. It's weird. This movie. I love her office. Like, holy crap. Yeah. Her office is like an she's, apartment. Yeah. So she's like, I've got money too. Fuck. Yeah. Kind of. Is, is, she is. As just a normal non superhero person. I think I do think she's a pretty good match for Bruce Wayne as a love interest. I think Selena Kyle is a good match because she's got an alter ego. Like he does, like he says, we're the same split right down the center. Like he says in Batman Returns, I've seen that movie more than you. Uh, and, and Vicky Vale is just whiny. I don't, we don't. I know. I think neither one of us is real, are really big Vicky Vale fans. You notice I'm not saying Kim Basinger needs to make a return she, in the DCEU. But she was definitely beautiful, and he yes, has a thing yes, for blondes. Yes. Except for, well, no, he has a thing for blondes in these movies. And in these movies, uh, Christian Bale, Christopher Nolan movies, he has a thing for brunettes. Rachel Dawes, Selena Kyle, Talia Al Ghul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Miss, yeah. yeah. And he's making an appointment. That's rude. But she was just boxing. She was just punching her punching bag anyway. This guy's a total wacko. Yeah, he's got problems. He's scary. He might murder people. You know, your hair is just long enough that you could do that too. Should I be, well, should I be Bruce Wayne for the socially distanced Halloween, which by the way, I saw something on he Facebook looks today. So vacant. Like looking at his eyes. Yeah, he seems checked his, out. Yeah, his something there's nothing in his eyes. Well, this is my other story. He did not get along well with Joel Schumacher at all. Jeez, what the hell's everybody? I know. That's it's what I'm saying. Bad. That's what I was like, hold did on. Did she get along with everybody? I think she Nicole like Kidman seems like I mean I don't know. People change over time. He would probably but be she's nice. From Australia. He's got a lot all of all the chicks there. He's cool. had a lot of health problems. Like it's hard oh. for him to talk and stuff now. Oh. Um, so he is probably nice now, but when he was hot shit back in the day, he might've been an asshole. I don't know if she was an asshole here and is nice now, or maybe she was a nice person the whole time. I'd like to think so. She seems, I don't think we ever really heard anything shitty about Nicole Kidman. So who knows how oppressed she was by, well, yes, or yeah, or whoever else, everyone else in the industry, the Weinsteins of the world and shit. It's really upsetting and scary that that has been the situation for decades. Uh, but he did not get along well with Joel Schumacher whatsoever. At one point, they weren't even talking to each other for like two weeks. No, you see how her face lit up? She's yeah. Like, oh. like, it, it seemed like a genuine thing. Yeah, I'm hearing what you're saying. Okay, okay. I'm making sure we're on the same we're, page. I'm also commenting. That's good. No, I know. I'm. We're, we're doing both. He always says this. Every time I heard seen this movie, he always says that weird. He's like, do you like the things? He like lisps it oh, that, at the well, end, which is not. His, yeah, I know. You know, we're doing it without. We'll, but that guy's really painted gold. This seems like a circus. Gold member circus would like LA him. Gold member, and I'm even thinking about Austin Powers, which is another big comedic this awakening. Seem like more circus Soleil type circus, or I don't even know what the hell this is. I don't know. Is there I'm gonna elephant? get like there's no. It, I don't really remember there being really any elephants. Not like this. There. This is. This is. I've never seen a circus like this. One of the, that lady there in the front, gossip Gertie or whatever, and the with the the glasses on the left. That's Bob Kane's. Uh, wife slash widow bob kane one of the, the co-creator of <laughs> co- bob kane co-creator of, of batman yeah all right i'm gonna go get a refill you keep talking about the circus yeah. oh and this guy we're gonna meet we're gonna meet robin in this scene so you yes, can we we talk about that talk about chris o'donnell what happened to him he kind of disappeared oh and they and they have the robin hood the, the robin <laughs> the robin colors on how cool would that be if you were in a circus performing family that you're good at acrobats. Actually, uh, I have a friend whose wife used to be in Cirque du Soleil, um, and she was in Volta. And it was a lot about like 
doing things like this, like with swirling the baton. And um, you have to be really very skilled to do stuff like this. Um, my God, it looks so scary. But what a workout. At least there's a net. But what if you go down too hard and you bounce off? I like that his, their, their outfits are like a kind of throwback to the old, old school Robin outfit too. Okay. Yeah, that is cool. So he, okay, so he's taking her to the circus and now they're going rock climbing. Um, she really loves it. Yeah, she really is not into him. She's like, I don't care, dude. I'm working on Batman. I'm on a mission. Wow. People, people listening to this People listening to this will, we'll, you know, we have our 40-year-old virgin episode coming soon. She's, she's planting the seeds. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I'm working on okay. Batman right now. Okay, but here's I'll the, get back to you. But here's the thing that I don't understand. So he sees her. She does the, she does the bat signal to you know, pick him up. And he's, he's very, like, cold to her. And then as Bruce Wayne, he's like, let's go on a date now. And now let's go rock climbing. Well, like, what happened? What, where was the shift? Because he doesn't want her to be in love with him as like a weird leather bad boy superhero fetish. She wants, you know, it's like there's been versions of Superman stuff that I've seen. I think Lois and Clark and stuff where he was like, well, I need to get her to fall in love with, to be in love with me for who I am, which is no. my alter ego. Not because, by the way, I'm a superhero. So I think that's kind of where he's coming from. But at the same time, he's like, damn, she's hot, though. I need to try and see what I can happen. All you guys. No, I mean, I think that makes sense. But it just was such a, such a shift. And it kind of, in some ways, also feels like it comes out of nowhere. He's cold to her. And then Bruce Wayne's like, oh, yeah, let's go. I'm going to go break down your door and ask you on a date. But, yeah, so look at the amazing Graysons. It's weird that he would just... Is he at the circus? Is Two-Face at the circus because he's like, Batman's here? Because he knows that because of the news? No, he doesn't know that Batman's there. He doesn't know who Batman is. Yeah, I thought he does because he's about to ask him, whoever is Batman, I, like, tell me who Batman oh, yeah, is yeah. or I won't kill Surely him. Surely one of you pasty-faced wits knows who Batman is. God's all one of you is Batman. That's right, I remember that. Because that's random. Isn't it also... Don't circuses go on longer than one night? They tend to, yes. And Riddler is like, oh, sorry, Edward Nigma is like all about it. He's like, this guy is my new boyfriend. Like, not boyfriend, but like my new, I need to team up with him. And, These bombs uh, are ridiculous. Yeah, that's this Adam West style bomb. Yeah. Can't get rid of a bomb, right? 200 sticks of TNT. Wasn't I, there a big bomb in The Dark Knight Rises? In yes. the truck? Yeah, oh yeah, at the end. And he takes it away. And I was like, this feels like a little Adam Westy. Bruce broken bleeding in a word. Damn. I do think Tommy Lee Jones is fun in this movie. I also think his character is completely flat as hell. And Harvey Dent slash Two-Face deserves better like character development generally. Just as, a, as you know, because the Riddler gets a lot of screen time. We kind of understand his perspective. We, this guy was just like, we just know that he blames Batman for his scars. And so he's like, I'm going to get revenge. And that's it. And it's kind of very two-dimensional. Thoughts? Yeah. 
Yeah, well, you know, it's also he's the cartoonish really Why does he? Oh. Why does he want to get revenge? I want it because he's Batman didn't save him. He's like, you didn't save me, yeah, or whatever. Uh, I do love this is a very that's a very Batman moment, and I love that they have that in there where Batman is like, if it will save lives, yeah, fuck my super identity, my secret identity. So he's like, Harvey, I'm Batman, but he can't hear it in the crowd. I love that moment. That's a complete Bruce Wayne, like he just broke his neck. true Batman moment. And did he? I think he just kind of turned him and knocked punched him over. Oh. There's Chris O'Donnell wearing eye makeup, I think, right? Isn't he wearing eye makeup in this scene? Yeah, I Aren't they so. all wearing eye makeup? He was just planning with his hands. He was. The planning's cool, guys. We recommended not to do that We went to an hands. adventure course a few months ago before the world fell apart. Yeah. And um, like we did ago. a lot of zip lining, a lot of climbing on stuff, a lot of leaping of faith. And it was uh, interesting, very vigorous and, and exhausting but fun but the zip, line, the zip lining was the best part zip lining's not scary that, at yeah. all zip lining's cool yeah, that, was you know how to less, do it. that was the least scary part anyway there's anyway. more he's swinging that's kind of what I did when <laughs> Bruce Wayne just did letting go on the rope and just swinging down so I have that coin by the way I've shown you this I think do you ever use it? no not, not as much as I should um, but I do have that coin that came with the Two-Face action figure which I have somewhere but I can't find because I don't throw away in my childhood, apparently. And so, look, doesn't it kind of give away martial arts? Doesn't it kind of give away? Does nobody see Bruce Wayne like like using martial arts on the bad guys? But like that looks like very Batman-y what he just did. You notice that nobody's noted, nobody's seeing this but us, apparently. What kind of martial arts do you think that is? Is supposed to be? Ah, I have no idea, and I don't want to miss. How can we know so much about this, this, this arena that even splash. knows where the trapdoor is? Oh, this is very upsetting. Poor. Because Dick poor. Grayson took the bomb out and he wasn't there to help his family. And Dick Grayson, who's supposed to be, what, 20, but looks like he's 35? <laughs> is Chris O'Donnell one of those people that just always looked like he was 30, even when he was 20? Could be. I mean, I think he was probably only like 25. I'm going to look it up. Movie. Oh, look. Aww. That feels like a panel out of the comic or something. So and they all I, fell to the ground? They all fell to the ground because he was like shooting up at the, the rafters and stuff and uh, and like knocking things off, knocking things down and things like I really like his face. It's very emotional, like anguish face. Aww. Aww. And I really, you know, that bums me out that Batman and Robin ruined Chris O'Donnell's career. Kind but of. nobody else's. Like, what happened? Well, I mean, they say that that personally, I'm gonna it didn't hurt. I'm gonna Thurman, say it. it didn't hurt Arnold's work. Personally, hurt I don't give a shit about Batman and Robin, but I would, I would kind of like it if the DCEU Michael Keaton thing acknowledged this movie because I do like this movie, and I think you know I'm obsessed with trilogies. I do think this works as a third part of the trilogy that starts with the first Batman, with Batman Returns, and that ends here. You know, I can see this movie. With maybe a Look, little he's bit. he's wearing a polo. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I don't like polos. Um, I like uh, I like Commissioner Gordon's hat. Uh, I, I could see this movie being, you know, maybe being slightly different in tone, but still working with Michael Keaton in it as Bruce Wayne. You know what I mean? It, it starts with him being lonely and and in that mansion where nobody knows who Bruce Wayne is in the first Batman movie, mm-hmm. and then it ends here where him ha- he has a partner to help him fight oh, crime. Lord. It's like, yeah. So. So if you're saying he's like 20, why does he have to live with a person? Isn't he old enough to take care of himself? Well, that's all good. I mean, I think he's supposed to be younger than... He's supposed to be 17, which makes... We we also just watched The Dark Knight Returns animated thing. That little girl's supposed to be like freaking 12 or something. Carrie Kelly? I don't remember how old she's supposed to be. These these Robins are very talented. 
And they all have their, their own unique um, backstories. Dick Grayson goes on to become uh, Nightwing. You know, he works with Batman as, as Robin for a long time. And then he eventually have a falling out. And then he becomes a Nightwing. He becomes his own superhero. Uh, Jason Todd does not have a very good time, as you know. You like those glasses? Those are those are two thousand one space uh, space odyssey glasses, aren't they? Or no, 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 the, you haven't even no, seen no, that. No, no, the one with the bomb. Um, Doctor Strange love. Yes, that's it. I can a little bit. Yeah, hang on a lot of biker bars, Bruce. I like that this movie acknowledges acknowledges how rich he is, where he's got a garage of like a bazillion cars. That he's about to show off in a few yeah. minutes here. And it's also yeah, so see, interesting, there it is. like how. Kind, Bruce Wayne is. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, in the the Christopher Nolan. Batman, I mean, he doesn't uh, seem like he's kind. He's a kind Bat Bruce Wayne, but in this one, well, he's he's, he's very a, kind and. It like depends on. Caring. I mean, the character is often depicted as obsessed because he is like literally like he he doesn't have any bandwidth to use a corporate term. He doesn't have any bandwidth for anything other than. I dress in this suit. I go out and beat people up. This is my jam. This is all I do. And he's still able to run Wayne Enterprises. I mean, he he's oh he's he doesn't. That's why. Well, that's why in the in the in the Bruce in the the Dark Knight movies he makes Lucius Fox the CEO. Like he owns it, but he doesn't do anything. Like on the on the day to day. That reminds me of that movie we just watched, but I don't remember which one. There's a lot of movies we would try and watch. Oh, never mind. No, it was a book I read. Sorry. Oh, okay. That's why yeah, I was confused. It was a book I read. That, that oh, pity. Like, I got all this yummy food. And like, is that milk? Good. What has he got to drink? Milk? Coconut? No, what is that? It's nice. I know, because they're trying to guilt him. Insane. I think I think part you of... You your hair like that? That's easy. <laughs> so the Christian Bale Batman is more obsessed. And I think uh, the Michael Keaton Batman starts out that way. I think, I think by the third time... an image of the Bruce Wayne thing? Well, I think he's just obsessed. Like, he's like... He pretends to be a playboy and whatever, but he doesn't really care about it. He's, the whole time he's sitting there pretending to, like, buy hotels, like, buying hotels and shit, and the Batman Begins and the, the sequels, uh, he's just like, yeah, okay, this is cool. When can I get back to my computer and, and stop this is interesting. the this Joker is or whatever? You can kind of tell that there's no... It's timeless. Yeah. Because this is clearly in the nineties. He's not. Mm. You like, like how Thomas Wayne wears is like wearing a hat like it was the forties? Yeah, like they never really stopped. Like the pearls. With, pearls. We've never no, seen never those really, though. They never really stopped. That's supposed to still be the Joker, technically. Jack Napier, right? Yeah. They never really stopped with the forties. Um Imagery? Yeah. yeah. But the, clearly he's not I mean. He's not yeah. like six years old. And his yeah. parents just had a very uh, like you know, uh, I don't know, throwbacky sense of style. And this, this whole this movie adds the whole uh, idea of the funeral, which we've never really seen in any of these movies up to this point, and the red leather book that his that his father uh, I think that his father left for him, or that he used to carry with him, and sort of his struggle with identity, which is a classic. Uh, a classic superhero movie trope, Spider-Man, Superman. Everybody's kind of grappled with their, do they want to be a superhero or do they want to have a normal life and trying to find that balance. So this is the Batman movie that really focuses on that. That's the other thing. I think thematically this movie fits with the other two, builds on it, and it, it has a kind of a compelling character arc for Bruce Wayne that you, you know he starts out kind of from a place of isolation and then by the end of it, he, he needs to open up a little more to Chase to Robin, 
and and kind of make peace with the with his parents' death, sort of once and for all, and move forward from there. It's yeah. I mean, it seemed like he's on and out. No, I was the wine. Um, he what? No, wait, what did he say? He, he oh, says he no, ki- I he killed him. He says it in all these movies. It's always the. Um, he, he feels responsible for. I think he. I think part of why he takes Robin in is because he does feel guilty that he wasn't able to okay. save his family. So one thing I want to ask though is that so did he did his parents put Alfred in the will for guardianship, I mean, or is I it just so. he gets Alfred as 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 his caretaker because he's rich? I mean, I think Alfred was because his was guardian really, when he was a kid. Because there was never like a state fight for. I mean, for his this estate is what we're or, talking about from Batman I know, Forever. I just think it's interesting because he's based, he's an orphan and. You know, I don't know if it's his privilege that uh, he didn't have to. It's also a movie, comic book. You're I know. completely checked out on this movie, aren't you? You're wondering. Your curious. mind is wandering. I'm just curious because he was a. You know, they showed the scene with his parents dying. I flew in like a robin. You got a little ham-handed robin reference here. Do we really need a reference to why he was, why he calls himself Robin later on? I don't know. I feel like that's a little unnecessary. I like we if get they it. did in the Dark Knight Rises instead. Where he's like, oh, oh that's yeah. where I don't. I, no, I don't like that. I you think, think that's, that's more handed. Yeah, I think that's stupid. <laughs> I don't really, honestly, straight up, I enjoy this movie a lot better than the Dark Knight Rises. I think Dark Knight Rises is technically a better made movie, but I this it's just it's disappointing on a number of levels. This one is the one I is of the two is the one I'd prefer to come back to again and again. I love Michael Go Gao, whatever however you say his name. Uh, I like him quite a bit as Alfred. He's in all four. You said he's right? in all four. What he's, has he done since? since I mean, this? he's been in a lot of other things. He's passed, since passed away because he was old here. Yeah, I know. And this is twenty five years ago. Uh, but That's yeah, so he's sad he looks. He's mean. like I don't like this. This is lonely and dumb. Or as our daughter would get mad at me for saying, this is stupid. <laughs> and he's driving like a 50s with the people. Look, Dutch those, Angle, Dutch Angle, Dutch 50s, Angle. Yeah. Jesus. The villains the are driving camera. like a 50s car. Like, just, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like a timeless. It's like Batman 66. Like, look, two faces like, I'm a hopeless. I'm a homeless. With an, with, with, I'm a beggar. I'm an old woman like, with a thing. Oh, no, just kidding. I'm on, I murder you. It makes me think of speed for some reason. <laughs> It's so stupid, but in a fun way. That's what I'm saying. This movie kind of has stupid things that are work because they're fun to watch. Like Two-Face wandering under a bridge with a like carriage, just like, you know, pretending he's a homeless person. And then all of a sudden with a bazooka, like what the hell? Um, I think Joel Schumacher has a thing with bazookas because falling down, there was a bazooka in that too. Yeah, bazookas are fun. Bazookas are very know. cinematic. Do you have one hiding no, away? of course not. I could make a double entendre, but I don't feel it's not appropriate for the episode. Uh, what is the hell? These cars, man. Wheel drive. Thank you. He's got the venom thing too, where he refers to himself in uh, third, you know, as a, in the plural sense. It's, his face looks like rubber. I, it, it does. Looks like silly putty. It does not look good. I agree. But I remember hearing at one point, Jim Carrey spent longer in the makeup chair than Tommy Lee Jones. Why? I, for that wig and like the, the white, because his skin is very pale when he's Riddler. I don't know why Edward Nigma like puts on like a, it takes a, a long face time mask for or whatever. Riddler to show up in this. Yeah, he does. He takes this for like an hour. Yeah, I know. The Riddler, it, it, is, the, it is basically the halfway point when Riddler finally shows up 
in, in the next scene, I think, in Two Faces uh, Lair, where he he does the whole he proposes the whole partnership. And that scene, I think they filmed, they had, they had just filmed or were about to film when that whole story that I just told you about Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones happened. Look, they're climbing up the building, That's just like cool. on the show in 1966 when they climb up on the freaking rope. Well, I mean, this them. is such. Now this is in the car. So I know. A well, bit of a yeah, spin. we're updating it to the 90s. And Ellie Goldenthal is going wild with his horns and shit. So Look, clearly, that's come on, Adam West. So clearly, shit. the gloves when there's no fingers is like a style choice. Yeah. What do you do when you don't? I don't think he's trying to keep his identity a secret. I guess that makes sense. This he, this guy. Okay, this is so now the now Edward Nigma is Cher Horowitz <laughs> straight up trying on different oh outfits. God, good point. I just noticed that because at the time when I grew up with this movie, I hadn't I didn't see Clueless until how many years ago? When did you show me Clueless? And how far into oh, our like, relationship? Pretty early on. So 2011, oh gosh, 12? No, dude, no. Captain Kill. No, terrible. So basically he's doing whatever the, the question mark man. It's a terrible name. He's like, no, no. He's like, Joker's been taken. Damn it. Yeah. Mm. And that's the thing. Sometimes I feel like the Riddler and the Joker is kind of the Too same. similar? Yeah, but the Joker is all about chaos. The Riddler is... Well, the Joker is very precise too, but... The Joker just likes They're to stir. Smart. Joker just likes to stir shit up, and the thing that makes Joker interesting is that in a lot of his depictions, like as in The Dark Knight, Joker doesn't want to kill Batman. Joker is like Batman is my reason for being. Batman exists so I could fuck shit up, and so he could stop me. And this is the fucking game we play on and on. I don't want to. I don't want to talk. And Riddler is more calculating. He's like the fucking Hannibal Lecter type, more. Now, I'm not going to talk because Drew Barrymore is on screen, so go okay, ahead. Yeah, so I love Drew Barrymore. I've I really gotten to Drew Barrymore actually Have we not talked time. about Drew Barrymore on the show at all, uh, really? Maybe not. Maybe on Ever After no, for the 98 um, episode got, that we did. I um, was right around the time I started getting into her. She was on the cover of YM. I mean, I'm feeling kind I of into her right pro- now. I to, like, to promote this movie, and I was like, and I read her story. And I was like, oh, she's so interesting. And that was actually one of the reasons I wanted to see this movie, I'm because I fat. knew she was in this. And uh, she was like 20 years old. Um, well, nineteen when she made it, and the charred uh, heart of black boar. Ew. And Gross. I like I like that the you know the the two sides. Yeah, the two sides. Again, very like big and you like cartoony and and it, but it works. I like it. It's fun. I didn't hear about Drew Barrymore feuding with anybody. Oh, there he is. So on the, the side. ladies got along. Dink. I, I hope he made he it. Lives. He followed him there probably. Or he's so smart now he doesn't. Oh, and I want to say I wanted the toy version of this thing that they had for costumes yep. and for Halloween as a, the 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 question mark cane. I wanted that so shit. Never got it. Yeah. Oh, it's so great! It's so like, great! Really, I love it. It's like there's like the a choreography hat, the to cane, what all of that shit. With how he walks in. And so when I used to work at AMC back in the day, I I used to use you know you used to have the pen when you work in the box office and you have the pen for people to sign their receipt or whatever. I used to flip the pen around like like. And I think it was because I was inspired by the way the dude was flipping his little question mark cane around a lot in this movie. Do you think? Because I love that everything about the mask, the hat. There's a challenge. Do you think that like? Did he like? And he wants <gasps> Batman to die as the Riddler. Yes, yeah. but he wants to torture him first. So did he like come up with the Riddler <laughs> costume in like a day, or this is like a couple days? I think he just took the costume off the machine in the freaking like in his house in his apartment. Because he really knows how to perform. And look, see the blush there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he has like straight up makeup on. He's very. He also here. He wasn't like this before, but now all of a sudden, 
Edward Nigma is very effeminate. Did you notice that? He's very yeah. like, sounds like a good idea. Look, he's like, I can help you get Batman. Like, he's like, almost like, it's kind of quasi weirdly flirtatious. In, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know why that is. Look, see some of the motions he does. Do you think stuff. some of that was advice from Joel Schumacher? I, I think so. Or he just, well, you know, Joel Schumacher was openly gay. Yeah. So I yeah. wonder if, if some of that was like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, or maybe he just, it's put, interesting. he just put the costume on and was like, this is in the, and had the makeup and he's like, yeah. this is what I maybe feeling for the character. But, but see all this shit. I feel like they kind of just let Jim Carrey do whatever he wanted. All this shit, this shit works. This, I used to, I used to fast forward to this scene to watch the scene of Jim Carrey doing bright and chipper and conservative and watch him do this shit. Because like I said, Jim Carrey, I'm like, so you and so you, and so you. This is the same hair that she had on the cover of YM. God, I like how I'm like Jim Carrey, and you're like Jim Carrey. We're both gushing <laughs> in our own little worlds over here. <laughs> That's funny. I like that he has pink hair though. Anybody ever like, told you how a serious impulse control problem? Great, the question mark suit. Love it. All this shit. All this shit works how for did me. He, like update so cool. That? I mean, it's good he updated that because the other. Contraption was here's the other question. How did he get his hair like that all of a sudden? Did he just do his own hair? I mean, we're again, we're asking questions that don't make sense in this movie that doesn't care about those questions. But yeah, both her hairs are pink. I do feel like there's a little bit of Robert, uh, not Robert, what's his name? Oh my god, I hold on a second, I'm completely blanking because I'm buzzed a little. Isn't this like basically also a subliminal message right? about television and yeah. stuff? I mean, I, I guess kind of. Why does he get his little mask to stay on? It looks like glasses. It does. It does completely look like glasses. Is it glue? I think it's glue. I mean, for the purpose of the movie, I think it's glued to his face. For the purpose of the character, I don't... Yeah, maybe. Is everybody paying attention? I love that part. Oh, my God. I can't believe... Frank Gorshwin. Jesus, I can't believe... I'm sorry, Frank Gorshwin. R.I.P. I do feel a little bit of Frank Gorshwin in his performance here. Who? Who is... Man. I'm glad you didn't say who is the Batman because oh I like when they call him the Batman I think really? that's cool because he's more he's a legend the, yeah. I like when bat when super, when criminals don't even know what the hell the Batman is they're like oh the Batman it's like there's the Bigfoot or whatever you know what I mean he's an urban legend is what he starts out as in some of these movies in the for in the nine in the eighty nine one in Batman Begins even uh, oh man this scene is so great. Uh, Frank Gorshin. I see a little bit of Frank Gorshin's performance as the Riddler in, in here. And I wouldn't be surprised if Jim Carrey looked to the Adam West show for inspiration. Because Frank Gorshin's Riddler is also similarly kind of over, ridiculously over the top. Oh, this is fun. The, the yeah, martial no, arts no. laundry thing? Jesus. <laughs> is it fun? I mean, I feel like this is one of the more dated scenes in the movie. You're like, why don't we need to know that he's, I guess because we know he can fight. Because he knows how to spin well, pants really well. She's trying to save on electricity. And, and he does this conscious. wink thing that I guess was for teenage girls to be like, he's so dreamy. And as me as a 12-year-old boy, I'm like, why did I just watch you throw your wet pants on a, on a clothesline, I guess? That's weird. Uh, so there's a thing in these Batman sequels. The first one was Joker. The second one, they felt like they had to bring two villains and then that's the that's the pattern that all the Wait, movies. He doesn't, the Riddler doesn't know how to punch people. No, no, oh. he's he's a no. he's not mastermind. The other one's the brawn. He's the brains. He's way back. So they're just basically out. standing there. Oh, 
They're just the guards are just standing there being like, yeah, sure, punch me. It's fine. I like look at the Tommy Lee Jones with the earrings on. Riddler's got a tiara. That's wow. <laughs> so um, how do you what do you feel about the the fact that all the Batman in the 90s Batman sequels felt like they had to stick to the, the very they had to stick to the two villain kind of template. You know, the first one we had Joker. Obviously, Joker doesn't need any help. Second one, we have Penguin and Catwoman. Third one, we have Riddler and uh, Two-Face. Fourth one, we have Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy and kind of Bane, but I'm not even going to count that because that shit is a mess. Does he go to Hallmark? How do you feel about the fact that those three movies basically follow the same storyline? Batman pisses two villains off. They're like, why don't we both team up to take on Batman? And, they, and they're like, yeah, let's do that. Teamwork makes a dream work. I know, but generally, what do you? how do you feel? Do you think it... Do you like that? Do you think it works? Do you think it makes these movies feel overstuffed that they have more than multiple villains? I think really why they did that is because there are so many villains and there they wanted shit ton of and they wanted villains. to kind of cover the the best ones and or get, the most get, or the most known ones. Yeah, I think get, yeah. yeah, that's what I meant. And gotta get, and get that out there first. Um, like we ain't got time to make. What is MCU up to? 23 movies? <laughs> look at this. Now he's so... Now he looks like, like Jim Carrey. Yeah, he's so like charming and... Uh, but you know what he's trying to do? Get smarter and smarter. No, no, no. Yeah, yes, Take obviously. Over. No, he later on has a fake mole because he's trying to look like... Bruce, he's trying to be Bruce Wayne. Oh, wacko. You know, people say about Liar Liar, they're like, what is up with this movie where Carrie Elways is trying to do Jim Carrey? Where he's like, Fletcher, nice to see you, or whatever. You notice that in that movie? Yeah. In this movie, Jim Carrey's trying to be Val Kilmer. He's like, dresses like him. I think he even has the same glasses as, as in that scene in the party scene coming up. It's really funny. He's like single white femaleing Bruce Wayne in this movie. That's cool. That's some cool, crazy comic book bullshit. That looks like a smoothie. The fact that he does, it looks like it looks delicious. I always thought that. I'm like, it looks like a. What is it? Tropical Cafe smoothie that has the avocado. Yes. That looks like the green and the blender makes me want that shit now. Ah, too bad they're closed. But it's like 10:38 Eastern Standard Time. First, looks like his knees, his knees, but now it's. That looks uncomfortable. Here's the other thing: is that thing made of stone or is it covered in a sheet? It looks like it's covered in a sheet. It looks like it's, yeah, it's in a sheet. Why is he just in a recliner covered in a sheet? Why covered in a sheet? Maybe he has a dog. Is he very, very? Is he like a grandma and he's worried about the upholstery? You know, that's like a cliche back in the day. The grandma have it covered in plastic. Do people still do that? Yes. Oh, they cover in plastic? I don't know. We don't have a pet. We have a child. We have a toddler, which is worse than a pet because she requires more attention. <laughs> Wow. Uh, Robin's gonna stop that. Look, there he goes. He's using his acrobatic. Thing. Wow, that's pretty impressive, dude. It's not Chris O'Donnell doing any of that, but okay. No, no. Whoa, I fell into the bad cave. Wow. I don't mind Chris oh O'Donnell, God, dude. Ow, that would look like it would hurt. Yeah, right. I don't mind. That's like some Death Becomes Her shit. You pushed me down the stairs. She had, oh my God, that's a commentary movie, right? You could put a lot of movies on a list. For That's commentary. but that movie is, is weird enough that you're like, I got shit to say about this. Um, actually, it was a movie I was thinking about regarding comes there's great. The Meryl Streep is like, I don't great. like these movies. She's like, yeah, I, do I don't want to like be, this. I don't want to do visual effects. This is stupid. Uh, I do like Chris O'Donnell in this movie. I do think he feels like a little too old to be playing who is essentially supposed to be a child, basically in this movie, but. Uh, I, I do like him. I do think he works in this. Again, I, I, I agree with you. I think Batman and Robin kind of so, f like 
soured everybody on Chris O'Donnell, on his Robin, on Batman. I mean, that movie killed the Batman movie. For the first time, she's not wearing black. Was she wearing like a red, like maroon? a dark red, like a maroon style? Yeah, little maroon. Bugs Bunny reference. God, he's so much. God, he's so much trauma. He's like, I'm so, I'm so bummed out. <laughs> times like, her trauma is. Hey Bruce, how's it going? How you feeling today? Well, we don't know anything about her. No, not really. But you never get to know. Anything well, about no, that's Batman's the life. that's the thing. In a lot of these movies, you know, the female characters are very flat, which is again why Selena Kyle is probably the most interesting. We well, understand her more. We how, get a little look bit. at Nicole Kidman now. Now all of her movies, her TV shows, are oh, all yeah. about feminism and like being a strong, progressive female protagonist and. I mean, she's you know strong. She kind of looks still, still one dimensional. She's kind of aged, not really. Really awesome. Like she barely looks the same. She barely looks. This is twenty five years ago. She looks maybe she's aged, maybe. And this is a big maybe. This is a Batman Forever size maybe, maybe ten years. And that's even that is like I don't know. She's like what in her fifties? Yeah. She looks younger than us, and we're almost thirty seven. <laughs> Well, you you in a, like an hour and twenty minutes, thirty seven. Uh, I forgot what I was gonna say, but yes, I agree with you. I was so I like surprised when I heard that she was Australian because I'm like, if all these movies, she yeah, she always plays American. You know what movie I don't think I've never seen, and I don't think I don't know if you've seen. Have you ever seen To Die For? I have. I don't remember it that much. Though. We should watch that then because I've never I seen like it. it. Well, that, you didn't Dylan like it as tw- at a as a twelve year old, as a thirty seven year old. I don't know if I was. I don't know how old. That was 95 when it came out. 95, 96. I think that was like... That was like her first movie where people were like, wait a minute. That was like one of the first movies where people were like, wait a minute, Nicole Kidman can act? That was like the first movie she got a Golden Globe nomination, I think, for and stuff like that. That was her her breakout as someone other than Tom Cruise's wife, basically. Okay, wait. Wait, oh, I thought he was going to say, I gave you just a Batman, because I am Batman, but he didn't. No, no, no. He didn't find out until the end, almost. I'm going to check on my, my Nicole Kidman. So I don't get it, Chase Moran. Is it Bruce Wayne or not? I mean, she's not. She's getting there. Okay, she was nominated for Billy Bathgate in the early 90s. Uh, but then, yeah, after that, to die for. That's a movie? Yeah, I've heard of that movie, but oh. I never saw it. Is it one of the Baldwins in that? Who is it? Yeah, no, they don't really Dustin Hoffman. What the hell was it's I thinking? It's still only Alec Baldwin now that's acting. And then the rest of the Baldwins are a hot mess, basically. Not, not the rest of the Baldwins are not fit for our current woke culture. And I say that because I think woke is a good thing, not because I I think it's a curse word. Oh um, God! How many hints? Yeah, how many hints does he have to give him? Oh, the she's like, wait a minute, that kiss felt like Batman. The other car, the other other white meat. I like I like yeah, Michael. Like go look the Alakar, furrowed like the super like the, furrowed the biggest bra the biggest eyebrows of all time. It looks like a bat. God, the loving who wants to take a ride in my love machine, is, baby. This scene is so dumb. I do. I, yeah, I like I said. He's such a punk. If they if they decide that's uh, what's her name, who was on All My Children, who? she played Greenlee on All My Children with Rebecca Budig or whatever. She became a big star like five years after this on on soap operas. Oh. Uh, in two thousand. Full full confession, full story, full you know whatever. I used to watch ABC soaps back in the day. Like I was big into General Hospital with my parents. Port I Charles, to, uh, I watched. I, to watch life to live. I, I watched Days of Our Lives. All six to- years of Port Charles, which was the General Hospital spinoff, in which halfway through its run, decided to be like, you know what? Why don't we do time travel and vampires and shit? 
they did that. And it was fun. I liked it a lot. Caleb Morley was the character's I don't get name. It. So these people go out on the, the street. The storyline like was a, called Tainted like Love. Good shit. A weeknight and with face paint? Yeah, exactly. Because this is the bad part of town where people dress up like they're in the circus for some reason. It and is very interesting. Those style. are the gangs. Look, it's all it's all like, like basically really colorful tires. <laughs> basically, the uh, this part of Gotham City is like the uh, the the back section and Spencer's gift. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a rave. It's, it's all that rave. you know. You go to the back section of Spencer's gifts, and like everything is glow in the dark for some reason. Oh God, shut up, dude. Do they? Man, no, he wishes. Zaya so got my suit. No, you're too young to be Batman. You're you're a baby kid. Even though you look like you're 35. What? So he's Do an acrobat. He can also fight. Here's a question. I know it's quarantine right now and everything. Well, not right now. It's not quarantine. It should be, but it's not. But it's COVID time. Uh, when was the last time you walked to the back of Spencer's Gifts? And didn't it look like this? Do you remember all the glow-in-the-dark paint? I do remember that. No. Forever, right? It's been forever it's, since you... Uh, we have a toddler. We don't go into that store. I don't think I've been in the mall for like a year. It's been... Because I'm... Something like that. I mean, I know you went more recently than me, but... Yeah, but even for me, it's been a while... And Spencer's gift, like you can't, you can't go in there with a child. No, but and so, not the, on the back, it's all like bachelorette so style shit. So one thing I like about these like movies, though, is that they use more like martial arts type stuff instead of guns. Right, but I mean, this is why it was so surprising when you showed me Batman Beyond. He's like with a gun. I'm like, holy Batman cow! Batman Beyond. What did I show you Wait, with no, the gun? Bob, um, oh, geez. Batman Begins. The one with the animated one. Bat- Dark Knight Rises or Returns? Dark Knight Returns. But, yeah. Or or Batman with- Flashpoint Paradox. Or Justice League: The Flashpoint Paradox. Oh, products. dude, because that's, that's the that's the Thomas Wayne. Yeah, he, yeah, he's, he's like, like he's like, I don't give a shit. And you're like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I like that they use martial arts. Yeah, I gotta go to the bathroom now. Can you talk about Chris O'Donnell and where Chris O'Donnell was at this point in his career at this point? Yeah, Chris where O'Donnell was, was at a really high point. He was in another movie with Drew Barrymore, Mad Love. Oh God, I never I saw, saw that. I need to show it to of you. Of course you did. On the list. Of course you saw that. Um, so they were already friends. I gotta. And um. He so he was really at a like a high point and but but it's weird I would mention Mad Love because that one wasn't that um, didn't do that well at the box office but he was in he was in a, like a romantic drama or something like that and so he would he was kind of at the high point of his career and then he did Batman and Robin and well that was it you know but he he seems like a nice it seems like a nice guy. And it's a shame that his career seemed to be going down. I like his leather jacket, though. That's cool. So I think it's um, Dick Grayson and that has a leather jacket. I didn't know if Chase Marini had a leather jacket. I thought she did. But um, yeah, everybody, everybody in these movies wears the gloves without finger, fingertips. I guess I get it for him because he's riding a bike, but I don't know why Two Face has one. Or what I miss? Oh, he's saying you gotta help me find him. No, no, what I miss? What did you say? I'm saying that he was kind of at a high point in his career, but I was forgot. I wasn't able to name the movies. And he was I, in Three Musketeers, the Disney version oh, yeah, that I keep trying yeah, to get yeah. you to watch, but you're like Charlie Sheen. No thanks. Not into oh. Tiger Blood. Yeah, no, Chris O'Donnell. Not a bad choice for for Robin. Did you know Marlon Wayans almost starred in this movie as Robin? Oh, really? Yeah, which. Would have been interesting. I don't know. It's hard to picture Marlon Wayans, scary movie, Mar- haunted house, whatever. Marlon Wayans as Robin, but he's he's Does done. He not, did he not do his research? What did he say? He said your family wasn't killed by a maniac. Yeah, he doesn't know that. 
I know. You have long eyelashes. Train me. Let me be your partner. He's not my kid, though. So, you know, I know long eyelashes is like my thing. Val Kilmer, though, he has very, like, strong features. I know. Good choice physically for Batman. Like, I think you you like make a good point a earlier. Yeah, he is. He's got, I don't want to say anything that's going to be offensive. But, yeah, he does. He is kind of a, have, have nice features for, for Batman. Uh, and now that you mentioned it, he does seem a little bit checked out. Yes. In this performance, I never really is? noticed that. I feel like I didn't notice no- it till this. I feel like this I feel like I didn't notice it because Batman. She love it. She has got a little like like. I feel like I didn't notice it because thing. Batman generally is just like I don't really care about this shit. I what's just with the fight, what's fight with the necklace, dude? Oh. Red's yeah. got them. Neon lights for some reason. Why do you think he's checked out? Was he on drugs? I mean, I think he's just like I don't like this director. I don't want to be here. Fuck this. I hope this is good for my career, but that's about it. Look, there he goes. And he makes a girl his date. Huh. Well, he's not gonna take scary version, the scary version of Debbie Mazer out there. She's too bad she didn't have much to do. She basically just stands around and looks pretty. I know. Well, wasn't this when she was like She's 20. When was she what was like, you know, Drew Barrymore's entire life story? So when was like the dark period of her like drug drug addiction? Oh, and stuff? well before this. Like so five years before this. Well, was my, see, he's got a fake mole. How's my mole? Yeah, five to seven years before this. So this was yeah, like that's crazy. So maybe this was like her comeback. Yeah, her trying to come back. She's trying to work her way back. So she's like, I'll be the like twelfth lead in this movie <laughs> or whatever. Um, she just carries a handsome guy. Well, you see, he's got the fake Bruce Wayne mole. Charlie, outdone in every way. Everything he says is, is ace mature to me. <laughs> Which thing, is like, why, Kieran, obviously, so exp- he has so much expression. Yes. Oh acts. God. He, he so still much. is a good-looking, yeah, a good-looking guy. What a grand pursuit you must and be. He kind of looks like who he looks like. He looks like Fletcher Reed from Liar Liar. <laughs> kind of. Well, that was you know why you feel that way probably because Fletcher Reed was like the first normal person he played in these movies. I mean, he plays, I guess Stanley Ipkiss in The Mask, but he spent yeah. most of his screen, half of his screen time, being all like wacky in there. Holographic yeah. fantasy. Sorry, I quote him a lot. But there's there's a reason, guys, listeners, that this version of the podcast started with Ace Ventura Pet Detective is, I guess, my major point. This is the third Jim Carrey movie I think I've covered because he did Ace Ventura and then I did Man on the Moon. I did an episode on that. And then this one, I think. And yeah, so more Jim Carrey stuff. I need to cover more of that. So he just like got a lot of money very quickly, huh? Well, he's stealing information from people and he's hanging out with Two-Face robbing like jewelry stores That's and shit. That's true. Good point. That was the whole plan. You helped me steal production capital. Yeah, see the glasses. He's got the exact same glasses. Yeah. And you wish you'd thought of it. Brucey. How does he know he has glasses? He's Everybody like, knows. Look, 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 look. He, he takes his glasses off too. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. It is a great movie. You showed me that. I hadn't seen that. Too timid to try my machine. Just say so. Sorry, I'm gonna try not to do that the whole movie. Uh, it's funny that Chase Meridian's like was supposed to be in the Batman because she's like hasn't seen him since she called him with the bat signal. <laughs> Edward Nick was like, I could be a better Bruce Wayne than you. Look, but he's still oh a God. ridiculous I wonder, dancer. I really feel like that might be how Jim Carrey dances because I think he's danced like God, that. God, that's movies. mean. That's okay. No, you know what? I sort of feel like it's kind of the thing that it's the kind of the reason why I don't mind 
that Spider-Man 3 dance sequence as much as most people because I feel like Peter Parker is a dork and if Peter Parker has a symbiote on him, he's not going to instantly know how to be cool. He's going to feel more comfortable being what Peter Parker feels like cool looks like. And he, he's going to think Saturday Night Fever shit. So I kind of, that's why I think his dancing makes sense here because he's trying to be like Bruce Wayne. But inside, Edward Nigma is still a, a, like a very bizarre person. So he, of course he's going to dance like a little goofball. <laughs> why isn't she watching out for him? Chase Meridian. I don't think she suspects that he's the Riddler. He's a creepy guy, though. Yeah, he's you obviously. You've got to watch yourself around creepy people. Tell me your Not a blind in here. Tell me your, uh, your fantasy. Um, and this is where he gets the information that Bruce Wayne and Batman might be uh, very closely connected. That was going to be a little more, a little more uh, mysterious than that, but yes. God, how late at night is that? Is that what? Is that like ten o'clock? No, never mind. That's like oh, and I like his reaction. Two Face is like not subtle, thinking things through. He's just like, "We're gonna go in there with some guns and we're gonna fuck things up." And he's like. What are you? Oh, what is he gets? He gets all like high. See, he's like freaking out. No, no. And then he's like, um, "Why are you ruining my party? Are you insane?" And he gets all like high pitch and crazy. Why did they not talk this out? Yeah, yeah. I don't. Well, Two Face is like a loose cannon in this movie. It's an old fashioned low tech stick. Um, jewelry, cellular telephones. They're not worth enough anymore. For you to be into your cellular telephones. Well, he's got to find a way to be in contact with his family. You know what else is funny? That Two-Face... Thank you, Tommy Lee Jones. Two, that was a really kind of impressive ladder slide that, that uh, Bruce Wayne that just did. That was a ladder? It was a, it was a fire escape ladder. Oh, he just went, oh, yeah. Um, Just be calm. Uh, look at Yondu over there. One of those band members looks like Yondu with like the pale thing. And I'm like, did you oh, see that? See that no. um, our daughter would be very excited. Uh, he said cellular phone telephones. When was yeah. the last time most people have used the word cell phone? I feel like now it's mostly smartphones, isn't it? Have you ever see anything marketed as a cell phone anymore? I feel like we're like, give me my phone. Yeah. Or we're like, I'm going to go get a new iPhone, Android, whatever version of a smartphone. I don't feel like the term cellular is kind of passe, right? Which is a bad news for that underrated 2004 Thriller starring Chris Evans and Kim Basinger, who was in Batman. Ooh. It's a good movie. People go see that. I recommend it. You I also wrote a review of it. Was he drinking a white wine and a red wine? Mm. Of course he was. Of course he was. I didn't even notice that. But yes, of course he is. Duh. Oh, no. One's a... One's like a... One's like a... There's two different kinds of wine, though, because... I, it looks like he's drinking a rosé. Like <laughs> two different kinds of wine because Two-Face has two very distinct but uh, equal tastes, apparently. Buckingham Plaza, that's actually the first reference to the real world, isn't it? Mm, actually, yes. Lucky just kicks the guy. That's cool. little Indiana Jones-style takedown. So how and look, look, Batman fights this guy, phase two of the MCU. So you notice every time she goes in look, a Look, 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 she's like, there you, go. you just punched that gym dude. I'm so turned on right now. He's like, okay, so, let me finish biting these guys and I'll meet you there. So did you notice that every time she goes on a date with Bruce Wayne, Batman she's in a bad position. She's in a bad position. She goes to the circus with him. People get killed. Aha! And Two-Face shows up. Then she goes right. with, with Bruce Wayne and then 
She's very into Batman right now. Poor Bruce Wayne. I know. She doesn't know how he's how he's not boring. That his whole thing is that That's, he's got this secretively like awesome double life. I feel like his suit sometimes looks very close to the Michael Keaton suit. Like right there, it looked pretty close. His suit isn't that much different than the Michael Keaton one. Yeah, you know, it does seem like with all until the, the end. Suit. Then the end when he gets the new suit. Dun, 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 dun. I love that shot as a kid. Dun, 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 dun. The music. Dun, 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 dun. I like. Well, it's like something I would go in, like out of bounce house. <laughs> it's random. Huh. And then like his plan is, all these other the bazooka didn't work, so we're gonna drown him with sand. <laughs> You're gonna put him in a sandbox. I mean, there's gas too. Okay, fair enough. Okay, movie. I'll I'll take it back. But he like basically comes out of this was a, okay. I'm gonna go on a tangent for this like 600 time tonight. So this see he like activates this thing in his in his cape that it becomes like kind of a shield from fire. There was a Super Nintendo game. I don't know if you played it at all. You might have since it was the highest grossing movie of 1995. Uh, a version of this movie, Batman Forever, on Super Nintendo. And I played so. He's pissed. I played the Batman Forever on Super Nintendo so much, and that was one of the special moves you could do was kind of have him like do the bat shield, which was inspired by that moment in the movie. That was the that was the game I think that turned me from a kid that plays with action figures to a kid that plays with video games and doesn't want to do other stuff. In fact, I remember having an argument with my childhood friend who was like, let's play with these figures and do a thing. I'm like, no, dude, I'm playing Batman Forever on Super Nintendo. Uh, I mean, I didn't play games like this, but I was had that period of time that I was playing video games a lot with my friends. Right. They'd come over and, yeah. Well, I think I'm also maybe in a video, video game minded because we were just at your sister's house and she finally be, beat Super Mario 3. Not while we were there. Not while we were but there, before. but before, like earlier. And then so she, they got the little Nintendo Classic or whatever. Do you think that Batman would have needed Robin's help? I mean, he sounded like, looked like he was drowning in sand. That's what I was saying a few yeah. minutes ago. Look, look, he mentions Nightwing. They misspelled Nightwing. It's supposed to be N, not K-N. Bad boy, Nightwing. What do you think? What's it going to say? <laughs> so is he supposed to be like 18, 19? Yeah, you owe me. So make me a superhero. God. But I mean, he wants to. That's creepy, dude. I'm gonna be right beside him. How are you gonna stop me? And he's like, I'll, he's the guy to stand up for dramatic effect. I can stop you. He looks so determined. Hang this next to the bad suit where it belongs. Jeez. Oh, he's, he's supposed so to be a defiant little. He's so self-assured. He's supposed to be a defiant like? little shit. What's what's that like? Being self-assured. Like like that. I mean, were you self-assured as a teenager? Like that. All right, I you were probably more self-assured as a teenager than I was. Val Kilmer. You know what else is interesting for he's the young? Big, he's not as big as a Christian just, Bale. Just about to, you're, you're ahead of me, Kai. Yeah, like Michael. Look Keaton at where did he? First of all, where did he get this footage of her fixing her hair or whatever? Just like in slow motion. That's a little creepy too. Um, secondly. You know how now they're like, ugh, he better bulk up. He's going to play Batman or Superman or whatever. Like Henry Cavill has to be like, in order to play Superman. 
back in the day, they were just like, eh, we'll put you in a suit. Don't worry about it, Val Kilmer. He's like, but I like sandwiches. And he's like, don't worry about it. It's all good. Well, like, have you suck it in for a second when you have a shirtless scene? And she then needs a Does she sleep? Is she sleeping in the nude? She, I think she is. She needs I think a comforter. She is. Like, that looks my, so seductive. That's my, that that's, well, that's the idea too. is that it's, well, you know what? It's also, this is the other thing that movies fucked up for us. They made these like super sleek sheets look really comfort comfortable when in the actuality they are so slippery that the motherfucker is very it, it, it gives me I'm getting an like a panic attack thinking about what it's like sleeping in those super remember we had those oh like insane God, thread count sheets I was like yeah it's super sleek but it's like rubbing up against me like I don't it's like too slippery you know what I mean yeah. it's like I'm in a bath what the hell is happening right now I don't know. Oh, I've, so I've had those sheets and do a waterbed, and you're just. I wanted a waterbed as a kid, actually, but then I was like, grew up, and I was like, that sounds terrible. <laughs> I have slept in a waterbed. Oh, uh, look at this, Kai, who's really invested in the romantic subplot. She's like, I've imagined this, and I wanted to get under the bat suit, but now I'm oh, like, looks so uncomfortable. I wanted to like hook up with the other guy now, because you, yeah, see, and now I have you, and I'm thinking, wishing you were somebody. I, that I think like I speak Batman for not Bruce Wayne. I speak for guys everywhere. I'm like, but he's boring. make up your mind. <laughs> he's like, he's like so what am I supposed so to do? The thing is, is like, he's like, I'm clearly into you. You're clearly into one of the versions of me. Pick one so we can make this happen. Is, Jesus Christ! I feel like Bruce Wayne is boring with to her. I mean, I feel like Bruce Wayne is boring generally in, I mean, in this movie. And look, he pretends to be, I understand. He pretends to be upset. And then he turns around and we get one of the best Batman moments oh, in yeah. movies, which I use that gif, I feel like, every once in a while. One of my most used Batman gifs, right? Bam. A bat smile. He's like, oh, yeah, she wants to get with me without the suit. Mission accomplished. Um, and she's like, I can't believe I let that happen. I was all ready to be his bat lady and then here he goes i like rob riddler has like a little throne for himself which i think is interesting too and they're both the thinker yeah so how many outfits how many um riddler outfits does, does he, he have? have yeah he's got the leotard and then he's got the before the like the suit, the suit and then later he has the white suit with the like really out there hair so at least three riddler suits so that's a wig yeah i think so is that very easily it's like been his hair paste it on well because you know they shoot movies out of sequence obviously so he could have shot this scene and then the next day shot the scene at the party so if they dye jim carrey's hair orange one jim carrey has to live his life yeah. off the set with orange hair and two if they shoot the next scene the next day how's that gonna work that's like orange no it's like orange i think it's supposed to be like orange i always thought it was like orange i heard you did say about pink hair earlier so they found out i always thought it was orange out he's batman did you know that i did I, yeah. everybody knows that so except for the movie. Except for the yeah. Well, Selena Kyle finds out. And then I don't think Penguin finds out. There's actually a crowd darker I just read. Joker finds out, but not really. 30, there's 31 people in these movies that know that he's Batman and maybe nine others. In the these like four all, Batman? All in all the movies. You need to send me that because I want to yeah. read it. Why didn't you okay? Like one it's like trivia. One, send me that. Two. I'm a little offended that you read that and didn't think to send me that. I know. Considering like I, I'm all about Batman. That's my mind. It was one little snippet. It wasn't. I don't care. I'm kind of interested to read this right now. In in all of the movies, yeah, I could see that. Alfred, obviously, multiple versions of Alfred. 
Robin, the JGL air quotes, Robin, uh, Rachel Dawes, Leash Lucius Fox. Oh, I mean, did they count them as separate? They're one character. I know. It's not even two, two versions of the same character. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I well, yeah. Know. Yeah. I know, I know. I said, well, yeah, like three times. But I was going to say Maggie Gyllenhaal was much better in her limited. Katie Holmes is. You read that cast list for Batman Begins, and I'm, I'm, at some point, I'm sure we'll cover the Dark Knight movies on this podcast. You read that cast list for Batman Begins, you're like, yeah, Christian Bale, cool. Morgan Freeman, all right. Michael Caine, Gary Oldman, Liam Neeson, Killian Murphy, Rudger Hauer. And then you get to Katie Holmes, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Joey from Dawson's Creek. I don't know. I'm sure she's a very nice person. She does, just stands out in that movie, and it's a little distracting. Maggie Gyllenhaal, I think, holds her own a little bit more with what she's given there. And look, he's got the there's, there's the Robin suit next to the bat suit where it belongs. Jeez. Clearly, Alfred's on. So I don't know. Didn't he tell him to hang it next to the bat suit? It looks like Alfred just threw the shit on the mantle. He's like, there you go. It's fine. You're he's good. Like, he's like, what the hell is this? And that's the Burt Ward. That's like that's what I was saying earlier. That's basically the Burt Ward Batman uh, Robin suit. What he's wearing in this in that in his early scenes. So look. She's ready to say, hey, I'm into Bruce Wayne now. And he's ready to say, that's good because I'm also Batman. <laughs> so this works out well. You got to pay attention. Look for it later. So is this Halloween now? This is Halloween. What gave it away? The trick or treat? I mean, I just like that normally, but. You, you just normally walk up to people's houses and be like, trick or treat. Yeah. Uh-huh. All the time. That's, yeah. You know what else that I'm realizing? I'm just kidding, guys. Because I saw, like I said, I started to say earlier, Facebook, I saw something earlier today that Spirit, the Halloween store, might not open anything this year, and they might just do online orders, and I'm like, I feel like Halloween is canceled. If Spirit's not showing up? I mean, yeah, but also, like, who is going to feel, we live in Florida, for people listening and who don't know that, uh, who in this state is going to feel comfortable walking up to random houses and taking stuff from them and opening those things and putting them in their mouth? On like for multiple places, not just like DoorDash or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think I'm gonna want to do that. I feel like we're gonna do trick or treating at my parents' house or something with our daughter. Mm-hmm. Is what's gonna like, happen? Hello. Yeah, pretty you? much. I'm your I'm your, <laughs> your nana and papa. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Look, these two are gonna go in there and they're like, they're, they're so colorful. Happy Halloween. Why? See, why did Riddler embrace him like that? That was it's a little. It's interesting. I don't know. It's an interesting take on Edward Nygma, and I, I'm into it. Well, it's really the, kind of been the only take other than the TV show. No, Edward Nygma was Frank Gorshin on Adam West. Okay, right. uh, oh, crap. Corey Michael Smith. I'm glad I remember that. Send it to me. That doesn't help me. Send it to me. Corey Michael Smith. I'm, I'm doing a podcast right now. I'm not going to read it while we're talking about it. It's the number one. It's true. Corey Michael Smith on Gotham, who I know I mentioned Robin Lord Taylor earlier. I want to point out Corey Michael Smith, probably the, like, Close to Robin Lord Taylor as the best part of that show. You, you remember when I was watching Gotham and covering it for Screen Rant? Uh-huh. That show's weird. That show was weird, but also very entertaining at times. And a lot of it is because, because of those two actors. Who is it? Who, wait, so Robin Lord Taylor as Penguin. Corey Michael Smith as, as uh, Riddler. Uh, those two actors were a lot of... Even when the show was like, wait, what's happening? Those two actors were into it, and they were on board and, and committed to the role and so fun to watch every single time. And they, you know, they had like a French 
like a frenemy relationship where they were like friends until they decided to turn against each other kind of thing. Wait, didn't Penguin lie to Riddler about something? All the time. But like at some point, Penguin kind of had romantic feelings, it seemed like, for Riddler. Mm, I remember that. Which that's what made me think. That's why this moment with Riddler embracing Two-Face made me think of Gotham and their interpretation of the characters. And I'm not a huge fan of the way that Gotham's finale basically jumped ahead and was like, here's what they turn out to be. And I, I feel like the whole last season of that show was kind of a mess. But generally, I really love those performances. This is a kid from Batman. Like, I remember him. From what Batman? Just, just this kid. He's the one I remember. I guess because there's more of a story. As what? This uh, oh, uh, in, in from these early movies? Yeah. As young as young Bruce Wayne? Yeah. See, you know what the funny thing is? I'm going to confess this like on the podcast. Kind of. I'm going to confess this on the podcast. One thing that I really tend to do, I, I have a lot of anxiety issues and stuff. So I tend to be on my phone late at night and unable to sleep. And I, I do find myself on Cameo.com just randomly looking at places, at people. They do have David Masseuse, however you say his name, the, the kid that played Bruce Wayne on Gotham. They have him on there. So when I think of young Bruce Wayne, now I think of him. Because I watched that show for five seasons. Yeah. It's so he's on Cameo. So if you want me to, if you want him to wish you a happy birthday tomorrow, I don't know if he's going to record it. I should have him wish you a happy birthday. I, he, he, technically, it's a happy birthday from Batman. That's true. So, I mean, that, Michael Keaton. He like, looks like he's never been kissed before. Michael Keaton, well... <laughs> No, she, she's realizing it's Batman. That's a classic early. That's a classic '90s bullshit. Like, so, first of all, okay, we'll oh, we'll, wow. we'll really get there. For this, Twick, he says Twick. He says it like with a with an accent. Twick. Um, uh, so yeah, so Michael Keaton's not on cameo. So I guess that's the closest you can get right now to have someone that is has played Batman. Wish you a happy birthday. Technically, David Masseuse. Wishing you a happy birthday. Hi, I'm Batman, and I'm wishing you a happy birthday. You know, oh, my God, we're about like to get some Jim Carrey shit here. Um, wow, cool little gadget. Yeah, also, I, I was going to say... Like, I don't think this is a good night for Bruce Wayne to leave his house. Spank me. That feels like a Jim Carrey edition, because he was like, Spank you, Greenwell. Oh, he didn't leave. That's, oh, okay. I guess I missed that. I forgot they were at his house. My poor sofa got flipped over. This is what I'm saying. Every single time she's with him, shit something happens. happens. Yeah. Well, that's for the purposes. Of the, okay. I'm. I had something I wanted to say about the Chase and Bruce stuff, but fuck that because Jim Carrey doing his Jim Carrey. This is like this day on set might have been must have been a blast because this is basically just Not for Jim. Tommy Jones. No. Well, Tommy Lee Jones isn't in the scene. That's what I was saying. That's where I was getting to. This is basically Jim Carrey on a soundstage being like, "Now that's impressive." Just like going as big as possible. Throwing bombs in the Batmobile Whoa, and be like, died. somebody tell the fat lady she's on in five and things like that. Does the house look much different from the <clears throat> Batman house? I don't, they don't know if they redesigned it. They must, I think they redesigned everything in here. Frisky introducing oh, a tamed animal into the with little bat bombs. They may have difficult, I'm ahead of the movie now. The, the, look, look at the posing he does when he does the bomb. Oh, God. Look at, oh, see the God. way that's what I'm saying his crazy manner they may have trouble adapting to their new environment yeah I know I feel like a lot of this is starting mm-hmm. to be improved well the delivery is definitely improved I feel like Joel Schumacher was just like alright Jim here are the lines you just do you <laughs> and he's like they may have trouble adapting to their new environment <laughs> 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 
Love that shit. Curious All of this. Jim Carrey's trauma. Because they talk about how a lot of comedians have some form of trauma. Yeah. I know his dad died. And that's kind of what <laughs> it, it is for him to want to be like <laughs> that, that um, yeah. actor that had $20 million. You check. still haven't seen Man on the Moon, but I think we should watch Man on the Moon. And then I think you should watch Jim and Andy which is the documentary about what it was like for him making that movie because I think it gives you an interesting insight into that experience of Jim Carrey making that movie. And, I mean, I think a lot of... That's the thing. Like You immediately jump to... First of all, the Batmobile, again, once again, that's the spin that made me want to spin pens in my hand at AMC. But joygasm! But uh, also the Batmobile got destroyed and that's why he has a new boat Batmobile and Batman and Robin. Like you can kind of story wise mm-hmm. logistically be like, okay, that's why they redesigned. Uh, but also I think you jump to trauma automatically. And I think a lot of times it doesn't necessarily have to be something terrible that happened. It could be like, you know, you're dealing, I, I mean, I, to my knowledge, never had anything particularly terrible happen. Like I wasn't like assaulted or abused or anything that to my knowledge. And, you know, obviously all my empathy to people that have been, but, uh, you know, I've dealt with anxiety and depression and things like that. Like a lot of people have. And I think that's that trauma. that's trauma, but I don't think it's, but when you say trauma, I, I know we're way, way off the movie at this point, but when you say trauma, you won't learn nothing. When you say trauma, I think like, you know, a parent died or like my uncle like abused me or, well, we all have trauma. you know, we all have an element I lived trauma. in a, in a foster home and uh, whatever or something, you know, I think something really dramatic when you say that trauma. Well, and I feel yeah, like uh, everybody reacts to things differently. And you know, that's, that's why it's so crazy in these times to comment on, to, to, to comment on my, you know, my or anyone else's, trauma because there's such serious things happening in the world that are really fucked up and that are legitimate trauma that for me to be like sometimes i get sad sometimes seems silly in comparison because of some of the things that are out there which is why a lot of times i tend to be a little cagier about those struggles just because it feels like in context it feels like it's not really worth mentioning in a way see that no i think i mean we all have trauma but what i mean by trauma is that a lot of times um comedians are attracted to comedy because as an escape are, yeah because they're sad inside i mean look what happened with robin williams i know that's all happy and setting. you know and like and there's i think there is a lot of truth to that that those that are attracted to comedy have like a deep-seated like depression anxiety and I forgot. I forgot about the, the light up question mark jacket when we were talking about his costume changes. I forgot about this one. Um, like the jacket. So now he has a couch. Yes. Jeez. I didn't mean to cut your com- your it's question okay. out. Your your yes, but yes, I know. No, no, I, no, no, I agree, hundred percent. You make a good point. Um, but I think that trauma doesn't necessarily have to be something very like a single traumatic event that happened to you, like a parent abandoned me or something. It could be just the way you react to things, the way that you're bought, you're, well, you like responded that. emotionally cool. to the, yeah, I love and, that. And, that's, and that's what I mean is that we all yeah. have our own element of trauma. Trauma is subjective. Exactly. And that doesn't mean because you've endured something that objectively is worse than someone else. That doesn't mean that that other person's trauma. Look at how nice his riddles are now. I know. They're very so well constructed. He's like stepped up his game, subcontracted out the design work or something. Uh, But yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean that it just because someone else has it worse doesn't mean that your struggle is any less valid, I guess is my point. Uh, It does feel that way. And it feels funny to bring things up when you're like, 
I'm sad because my boss doesn't appreciate me or because I'm trying to hit these goals and I can't get my shit together. Meanwhile, this other person has dealt with like horrific events or whatever. I don't want to get into specific things because this, it's upsetting. This, this is, is stupid. What he, this is what, he, what he's doing right now. The M-A-H-E. Why he hasn't figured it out yet. But this reminds me of what we did when we did... We did we did an escape room, guys. It was pandemic. We did the escape room. In like January. So Yeah, it's our fault. Have, I'm yeah, sorry. But Mr. E. But um, That's another word for mystery, okay? Enigma. Um Mr. E Enigma. But this is what happened in the pandemic room when we were reading the numbers. I thought of this I think I was subconsciously thinking of this movie with the you know, with the numbers. Perhaps was, one and eight the, are eighteen, okay? All oh, the bats just destroyed, and that's the cool. The cool thing that I like about the what the Riddler did here is not they found out who Batman is, and then they invaded his shit and they destroyed his Batmobile. They they destroyed a lot of his bat suits, like most of his stuff is. Yeah, I know. I don't. Is that a zipper? I don't know, but this is the beginning. The, this movie is the beginning of the the like this movie and Batman Returns both start with, hey, look at his pecs. Hey, look at his ass. Hey, look yeah. at his his penis spot or whatever i'm gonna call it oh, yeah they do that to women all the time well no but they i know but it's weird like it's, so it's stupid why it's does he have to have a new suit so he can be armored so he can match batman who's your tailor i actually like the grayson suit what's the r stand for robin that's why is that first of all say, multiple things robin is Weirdly related Robin Williams that we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. But secondly, a Robin is a bird. Why would a bird be hanging out with a bat? That doesn't make any sense because they fly. I just Birds don't hang out with bats if we're going to get into the nitty gritty of it. Robin is a very strong name. No, it's lame. I'm sorry. I mean, that's also from the characters too, you know? Right. R.I.P. Robin Williams and uh, How I Met Your Mother's Robin Schrobotsky and any other Robins that I can think of, which I I can't remember. I haven't met a Robin in a long time. I don't know if I've ever met. Well, yeah, I went to high school with some Robins. And stuff, but I, they were mostly late, mostly girls. What Cardinal? Why does nobody like the name Cardinal? Yeah, right? Blue Jay? Mm-hmm, exactly. Jay? We were just talking about Tony Jay from Hunchback earlier today. Uh, but I wanted to say something about the, the Chase Meridian thing. So Chase Meridian kisses Bruce Wayne. He's like, wait a minute. You kiss exactly like Batman. That, oh, was, a, that was a big thing back in the... I don't know how much superhero movies and or shows you watched back in the day, but the... Love interest discovers the superhero's identity because he kisses the same as the superhero. Was it huge? Lois and Clark did that. Spider-Man 2 did did that. that. Well, Spider-Man, actually, the end of the first Spider-Man, she's kind of like, wait a minute, what the fuck? Um, And then she's like testing it on her boyfriend. uh, How's his name? J. Jonah Jameson's son, who she's engaged to in Spider-Man 2. She's like, kiss me upside down. Let me see if you feel like Spider-Man. She's like, no, you're not Spider-Man. Fuck. You might have to hook up with Tommy McGuire, even though apparently he's a, he was an asshole was, back in the day. I forgot. She really thought he was Spider-Man. She's yeah. like, testing. that's a great movie. We'll get there. Um, as someone who is a female and who... That gets a lot of attention. You know, you think they want really to mute that a little bit. I know. Well, here they're going to play Battleship. So clearly, being nothing in this movie is... Subtle storytelling it's is not... It's a fun in, game. It's nice that that game... It is. is we have people. it in the closet. I know. Um, as, a, as someone who is a lady... And who spoilers for, I guess my real life, and also our next episode uh, uh, talking about the forty-year-old virgin. Does that make sense to you? Would a woman know the difference? You know, as someone who has kissed more people than me, 
would a woman know the difference recognize wait a minute you're this other guy because you kiss the same i have to say i've never been in this situation before i obviously with a superhero but would you would that does that make sense from your from no, your perspective does really. that make sense that it's someone would be like romantic. wait a minute you this is just like you taste like batman or you have the same kissing technique as batman does that make sense to you as a lady who's kissed more people than no, i have no it doesn't make sense okay but so it's just a it lame ass narrative, romantic, but, but it's, but it's, yeah, it's kind of silly. Okay. So. Especially she's not like she was like in a long-term relationship with Batman and like, wait a minute, you're Batman. It was, she kissed Batman like one time and then she's like, this is just like the other guy. Yeah. The other day. Wishful thinking. Uh, it's weird. Anyway, I love that they're playing battleship and they're actually destroy like hunting down Batman and Robin in their little ships. That's pretty good stuff bonus and things you yeah, see so you get some bat wing you get some bat boat you get jim carrey screaming i got him i got him uh so you get the variety of vehicles i forgot we missed i kind of missed to comment on on that's uh on the moment where batman is like are we gonna go by sea or by air and then robin shows up and says how about, how about both because in true adam west style fashion He's got a bat mobile. He's got a bat plane. He's got a bat boat. He's got a bat copter. He's got everything that you can think of with the word bat in the front of this it. This is how he's spending inter- Wayne Enterprises money. Yeah, basically. Some of it. It's his profits, at least. Isn't he's a billionaire. Like he's got a lot to do. Stuff? I don't know. Take, I mean, this, according to this movie, at least, stop eating enough. According to this movie, it tends to, it seems like it's more technology mm. and stuff. I don't think he's full-on Stark industry style where he's like, we're going to sell weapons to oh, people. I think I'm thinking of the Christopher Nolan ones. Oh, yeah. They did some military stuff yeah, in that. We- yeah, it is weird kind of makeup. He looks very pasty. Yes, right? Yeah, Why does he look not- so different? I mean, again, not trying to play. Oh, here's their uh, Burt Ward. Holy rusted metal, Batman. Where is this coming from? Why is this sudden it's all they're doing this? Because he, I think Joel Schumacher was just anxious to make it very obvious that we're going for an Adam West style thing. Cause you know, that was the Robin thing back in the day. Yeah. Holy whatever, Batman. Yeah. It's just kind of, it just kind of feels like it came which, out of nowhere. Which is weird. There was like, a, you know, several seasons, three, like three long seasons of that show or whatever. But when I did that, the first thing that popped into my head was the Eminem show. And like, holy unlyrical lyrics, Andre <laughs> was the first thing that popped into my head. Oh, uh, in business, you never got it. that. I never got it. <gasps> oh my gosh, you had it entered my life. Wow, I hadn't seen that. And that's also they also use that idea in the without me video because he's dressed up like Robin. And yeah, Batman. yeah, now that's what I'm saying. Now, I get oh it. wow, okay, I'm glad I could clear that up for I you. I have to go to the bathroom again. Was being silly. Yeah, well, this is usually he is. So he's about to go in there and find out that he's got some bizarre. Uh, oh, wait, first two two face. Comment on Tommy Lee Jones and his ridiculous overacting while I go bathroom. Sorry, listeners, but I, I'm not a player. Can't I just, hold a I'm, not, I'm, not a, I'm not a player. I just peel. Yeah, he drank tequila, so I did. And triple I sec, see, which is mostly water and triple. Yeah, yeah, quite it. You just tied yourself out. I did. I did. Yeah. It's kind of a cool looking uh, island, though, like made out of metal. I, I like Robin's costume. It's cool. Like, it's definitely a lot better than the other one he had as the acrobat with his family. So it's good that they, you know, cleaned that up. I forget, though, if this is what he, what 
they were wearing in Batman and Robin, and if it had like that level of continuity, justice is served. What? Why would he say let us die? Why doesn't it, wouldn't he want to save himself? Isn't that what this is about? To do one go, do one over on Batman? What's your deal, Two Face? Aw, good job, Robin. To save his life. Yeah, that's. Yep, that's the type of integrity that Batman has too. How lame, the bat. Wow. Wow. See, I knew he was up to something because that's really strange. He'd be like, "Oh yeah, killed me." Riddler, Two Face, who? Two Face. He's like, "I'd rather die," and then oh. of course, Robin's like, "Oh, you know, him. you also knew he was up to something because you've seen this four hundred times." Yeah, that too. But it's been a while. Do you like that? First like, of all, okay, I don't think we've seen this movie since before we lived in this house. Oh and yeah, together, house yeah, years. together. But 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 from nineteen ninety five until two thousand ten or whatever, I've saw this a bazillion times. I mean, I went out of my. <laughs> We talked about how much I don't like Batman and Robin. I went out of my way to get the two-disc special editions DVDs of the first three because I didn't want to buy the Batman anthology set that had Batman and Robin because I was so like... <sighs> that was a cat-style hiss. Oh, here he goes. This was in the trailer, too. So why is it smart he gets more like... Crazy and weird and like crazy is... Yeah, I don't know. No more tricks, Edward. Let's get real. What's with, the, what's with the leotards, though? Like, why does he like the leotards so much? I mean, I guess he can move around in them. But it's he comic book accurate, I guess, to the Riddler sometimes. I don't know. Which one do you like better? I which, What do you mean? Of his outfits? Yeah. Oh, the green situation. The green leotard. Like, the, 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 like the all glittery the, suit nah, the suit that he wears when he comes in is like, is everybody paying attention? That scene with Two Faces Lair. That's my favorite. That might be my favorite scene in the movie. Basically, all the scenes with Jim Carrey by himself are my favorite scenes in the movie. Sexual fantasies and little white lines. Yeah, well, the big codes are Into my vocal. head they'll go. Well, the sexual fantasies are probably kind of entertaining, too. And he yeah. burps here, then a god in my, for some reason. I don't know. Why do you need to burp that? Or whatever. Is he burping or is he just got a really deep voice for some reason? And this is Jim Carrey's career in a nutshell. Was that over the top? I can never tell. <laughs> Not in this movie because it's all over the top. Do you think he's a costume designer? Uh, what about it? He's a freak. Yeah. Oh, by the way, my family, we used to quote this movie a lot. And my dad used to quote the, I've seen your mind, freak, like all the time back in the day. We used to quote this movie a lot. Like I said, this was like a big favorite in the Yanis household. There's your girl. There's my girl. Not yeah, Debbie Mazar. Like three Moore. lines or something. I know, so, but like okay. I said, if she if she was starting from square one, like Robert Downey Jr. before this is a Iron big Man, movie to be in. yeah, I mean, yeah. I, mean, I feel like I'd rather her be this character than the Debbie Mazar's character. Oh well, yeah. She's like I've already been that character. I know, right? It was in that dark place already. I don't need to be back there. Let me be nice again. Yeah, who's he going to save? I, I would save Chase Morgan again. Kind of. The other one's a whiny, whiny asshole. <gasps> he just said Fat Man. Fat that's Man! Your, that's your boy. Oh, Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith Fat Man Beyond? Yeah. Bear naked with a girl. Got Tommy Lee Jones face. Tommy Lee Jones like, I don't want to be in this movie. Silly. Well, he was in The Client that Joe Schumacher directed before this, a couple like the year before this or whatever. And the year before this was also The Fugitive? You know oh, what no, else we haven't seen? Too, wasn't it? What did we talk about on this podcast that we haven't seen? Once Bitten, 
Mad Love. There's a few things we haven't we've talked. No, was a few the future ninety three. Ninety three. So okay. he's already got his Oscar at this point. How many Jones won an Oscar for that? Do you remember? I Isn't that remember. weird? Yeah. Isn't that weird for that movie? Yeah. He won an Oscar, but whatever. Um, not that it's a bad, it's a great performance, but still, it's just weird that that's not the kind of Oscar movie you think. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. The number 23. I've never seen that. I feel like we, that's Joel Schumacher and Jim Carrey. Mm. Also. Uh, okay. So we should watch that too at some point. Well, here we go. Really? Uh oh. Oh. I like... All this shit is good. Look at this. Tell me. He's like completely up his own ass at this point. You carry it? No, the Riddler oh, okay. is like so full of himself that he's just like, for me, really. He's got a throne. He's got like a crazy situation going on with the, the hair and the. And look at this. And and the two face just basically checks out. Like the last half of the movie. Yeah, really Two talks. Face is not even a Two Face. That's what's weird about this movie. Just being a sidekick. And I think, yeah, I think that's a lot of what people worry about with multiple villains. Either you're gonna have multiple villains vying for the spotlight simultaneously, and therefore none of them really working, or you're gonna have one that's gonna be the main, the mastermind, and the other one is just the muscle. Like in this movie, it makes more sense. Riddler is the is the mastermind, and Two Face is the muscle, and then in Batman and Robin. Poison Ivy kind of turns out to be the mastermind, and Mr. Freeze is like, hey, I'm going to pump you up. Oh, here goes his face. I know, this is weird. Uh, There's, um, you know, in that movie, Mr. Freeze is just is an interesting character, but has nothing to do other than I'm going to punch this thing pretty much. And like, I have the one of the he, one of the bad guys, one of the villains supplies the henchman, and the other one supplies the strategy, basically. Mm hmm. And I think that's you, you kind of do both characters, well, at least one of the characters, a disservice in that situation. That could be that's scary. really bad screen green screen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that secret that scene of them like falling down a thing is really bad like green screen. It like looks like that too. All of this is kind of crappy green screen, but it's like, you know, whatever. It's what you had to do work with in the nineties. CG was still sort of in, in its infancy. By the way, how how much time slash effort did it take for Riller to design this whole like castle island business with the like question marks down the carved into the metal on the side. The two ladies. I mean, he must have he must have hired other people. They've been like, yes, so again, we're getting into the nitty gritty of this that the movie doesn't care for. But it's like he built a whole island like kingdom situation, and like not with sand but with metal. Yeah, that's holy. Right, exactly, holy rusted metal, Batman. Yeah. Nice oh, here he goes. Here goes the dude. Great. I kind of thought this part already happened. I forgot about that. That's right. He just captured them. For some reason, when I walked away to go to the bathroom, I was like, oh, there goes Two-Face, but I forgot about this part. So this means, as you may remember, he's playing on his obsession with the coin and his mm -hmm. duality. But this also means that Bruce Wayne carries a handful of it's kind of again like the 40 year virgin like and there's a thing in there with the magic trick where he's like yeah but that means you carry like a giant ear around in your pocket it's like yeah like i will half the time that means bruce wayne just walks around with like a handful of of coins that look like two faces in his pocket just at all times hoping one day i'm going to trick him into falling from a very high place and it raises the question did batman just kill that dude yes batman killed him or did two it's a it's a gray area because Historically, people don't like when Batman kills people. 
He kind of did, but then Why Tommy Lee. Why did not mind it for all the other movies? Like, just well, that's a, Batman like and a lot of the camp. Well, because Batman's whole thing in the comic books is, I'm not gonna be like those guys. I have a I have a rule. And I'm like I don't kill oh or whatever. God, yeah, he looks all jacked. Up. So what's happened to him here? In your mind, what happened here? One, first of all. Did he kill Harvey Dent or did Harvey Dent kind of kill himself in a way? I feel like it's gray or you can kind of go both ways. Secondly, why is Riddler look all fucked up? Because he had... All the brainwaves sucked away from him. So now he's like a little wrinkled so. old man. I guess. And both Bruce Wayne and Batman. But now he's telling that to a crazy person. To be, because I choose to be. No, I feel like he kind of feel like he has to be. Because he's... He, oh, gosh. Yeah, I know. I remember that. It's, it haunts my dreams. <laughs> he looks like an earthworm. What? Why does he look like that? Explain it to me. I like that he. So has why the does image. he now get the bat? She's. He's like. A, he's crazy. He's lost. He's really lost. Oh, Arkham Asylum. First time we see Arkham Asylum in these movies, which is insane. This is takes three movies for them to be like. By the way, you know that place all the villains go. Might as well include that in the movie. This is Rene Abordun. I don't know how to say his name. The guy who was in a million things, including Boston Legal and Star Trek. Playing Dr. Burton with the most Tim Burton esque hairstyle I've ever seen. I, f- I forgot. I know we just avoid watching, but did she know that she's Batman? Bruce Wayne's Batman? <clears throat> yeah, she kissed him and was like, hey, wait a minute. Okay. You kissed like okay, Batman. Okay. Remember, I had a question for you right. about it. Okay. Well, she didn't even, like, confront him. No, no, she didn't get a chance. They got kidnapped and shit. No. And it's supposed to be the, the, well, the gray walls, but not what? The padded walls in Arkham Asylum? Uh. He's like, we had that very bizarre dance, Dr. Burton, which again, like I said, you know who Batman is. Kinda. And can you tell if you don't say please? She's like, I have to make sure if you're a whack job, are you gonna rat out my boyfriend? (laughs) See, now his face doesn't look all bizarre. So what the hell happened to his face in that one scene? Why did they do that? I'm going to have to listen to the commentary, Maybe, which I'm like, sure I've listened to again. Your own commentary? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Not this one. The 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 uh, R.I.P. Joel Schumacher. God, poor Gotham. There's like no... Light? Yeah, there's no life at all. It's just oh, I said light, but life, yeah, definitely life. So red and black, that's her thing. Your secret oh, is safe. It definitely is a wacko. So it's too bad it's that offensive, she couldn't... Kinda. That's the other thing. In Batman and Robin, that I thought he was gonna be with her, and then he ends up being. They ain't with got time for that shit. Who had nothing to do with anything. Oh, Julie Madison, who's in the comics, but is also boring as hell in that movie. She's got literally, she's literally got nothing to do except be like, she's standing next. She has a conversation with Bruce in that George Clooney Bruce in that movie, being like, oh, you know, we should get married, and she's he's like, I don't know about that, and she's she's like, I know you've had your wild nights. And he's like, yeah, but you don't know I've been Batman. <laughs> is the implication? It's. I feel like uh, this is her, his match. Yeah, that's what I said earlier. Yeah, yeah. I feel like for Bruce Wayne, best match for Bruce Wayne. Catwoman is too volatile, but just as much as his he is, if not is worse. Like a different thing on the other side. Uh, see, I love this shot. Yeah, this is pretty good. Now, see if if you're starting the first movie with him being like mysterious billionaire Bruce Wayne, he's a weirdo. We don't know what's going on with it's him. Funny blah, blah, they don't run into and now he's got a partner. Like they're going to. They're running. They're well. They're running towards the Batmobile towards whatever. Yeah. And then and the third ends the exact same way with the three of them. Even though, I I know you love Alicia Silverstone. I love her in Clueless as well. She's not very good as Batgirl, no, but I not. also think Batgirl is not very well written in that movie. I think no. that movie is a 
not again, like we said, I think it's not even a fun mess. I think it's just a mess and it's, it's just all over the place. Okay. So Batman forever. Well, John, Av- John Favreau is the assistant. I forgot that. I didn't even see him in here. Okay. John Favreau was the assistant. I didn't see him either. Yeah, I didn't either. That was very fast. He was barely getting his start in the, in the business. So this movie, Batman forever overall thoughts as we're winding down, looking at the stunt people. Uh, not, as many stunt, not as many stunt people as I would think. Diamond. Cool name. Um, Diamond Bright. Like I, I mean, I, I it's, still like it. Right? Project consultant, Bob Kane. But it's also like if people are like, this is garbage, you'd be like, I mean, I get it. I understand if it's not your kind of Batman. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's entirely... But we grew up with it. It's wrong. Well, no, but we grew up with it. That's what we have a... If you didn't grow up with this and this came out now, you'd be like, the fuck is this? Yeah, right? I know. Because it's goofy as hell. Not a, but in a in a in a way that is more palatable for at least the people on this podcast than Batman and Robin, which is goofy as hell, but not in a fun way, in a, in an annoying way. So we will not be doing a Batman and Robin episode anytime soon. Is my point. I won't make this sounds like Freddy with the Matrix. We're like, I will not talk about those sequels. Guys, like, I will not do Batman and Robin. You can go fuck yourself. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I've had enough. It's a little intense. As we watched it, I think we. Didn't we just basically do a Batman marathon? Did we? Did and we? That's when I watched Batman Returns. Not in the too. same time. I feel like we watched we one and then we the other, and then uh, we saw Batman and Robin. I'm like, this is so bad. You had you only saw it the one time before that, like in theaters. I think so. Yeah, and you were like, wow, this sucks. And I was like, yeah, I know, but I don't like to torture it, myself so. more than once. Unless it's the room, and then it's not torture; it's bliss. Ugh. So, as people know, uh, because of the um, the released. Schedule can hardly wait commentary, which we already recorded, will be dropping in the beginning of August. Do you want to call any shots for what commentary you want to do after that? Because I like doing these with you every couple months. It's um, fun. I don't. I don't know. Because we did cats, which was in April, and then we had our an, uh, accidental but then purposeful uh, hiatus, where which worked out well because otherwise they would have had a commentary like soon after, probably with can hardly wait. Is uh, do you have any idea what you want to talk about for commentary? No, yeah. I don't. I have to have to think about it. Okay, I think we we've discovered with the can hardly wait commentary, which as people will listen to, feels like it's way more weighted towards Kai and Rob's just kind of like, what the hell is this? What are we watching? Why are, this is not that interesting? I got nothing interesting to say about it. And I think we've discovered that it's very important the selection of film that we talk about for the commentary. So we'll have to discuss amongst ourselves. But it will not be Batman and Robin. Uh, I don't think we'll be covering Batman or Batman Returns anytime soon. Uh, and if we do, it will be a probably a regular episode. Just because now I feel like if Keaton joins them, that's going to be part of the DCEU. So we might have to cover it as just kind of DCEU stuff. Uh, and we have like maybe a, how many, less than a minute of this left? Kai, any final thoughts? As the, the credits are ending? Um, I lo- One of my favorite songs from this Kiss Maybe. from a Rose from on the ground? No, group? no. Hold me through uh, kill me, kiss, yeah. kiss me. Yeah. Uh, and I like the end where they're like, it, it all heightens up. I listen to that song a lot. That was, that, that's a fun song. Yeah, did you have the soundtrack to this? I didn't. I recorded it from the, the, the radio. radio. Back in the day when people, I have cassettes where upstairs probably that. still. That was fun. And I did the same thing with CDs. But anyway, we're getting off topic. Yeah, we are. We are getting off topic. So Batman Forever, fun movie. Go watch it. 25th anniversary. Uh, now something that is 
going to be struck stricken from the canon if Keaton comes to uh, the DCEU. It sounds like this will have never happened. Which again, I wish they would kind of tie this movie in. And R.I.P. Joel Schumacher. Watch this, but also watch a lot of his other movies. He's got, as Kai mentioned, he had such a broad range of films that he directed over the course of his however many decades, at least since the 80s. Yeah, definitely since the 80s. Well, I think Almost Fire was... 81, 82? No, early, like 86. 86, okay, or mid-80s yeah. then. I never saw that until Writing Group, I think, with no, our I friends. I showed it to you. You showed it to me? I showed it to and you. I was like, this sucks. And you're like, right? And I'm like, yeah. I, I don't like that. I don't know. Some movies he, are in Rob the Rob doesn't like movies about friendship. No. That's what we're realizing here. No. So what was the other one? Can hardly wait. That's fine. Oh, I didn't grow up with that. I didn't see that until you showed it to me yeah, either. Anyway. And no, no. I think the point here is, and this is fitting for this movie, some movies you will feel close to because you grew up with them. And then if you watch them as an adult, you, as, if you watch them as an adult for the first time, you'd be like, this is a bunch of bullshit. What is this crap? And I think if we had watched this now, this would have been that movie. And weirdly, the next commentary that people will hear can't hardly wait. Also, I feel like because I saw it as an adult, I was like, what? This is fine. I don't know. And you're like, oh, this part with this person. I'm like, I don't know. I, sure, I guess. Mm -hmm. So this is one that happens to coincide with both. So, Kai, before you go, can you tell people where they can find you on social media? Well, I don't really go on very much, but no, you can what's find up with me that? Um, at, at the Vault Key LLC on Twitter. You can also find me on Instagram at K-E-L-A-N-373. Of course, you can find me on Facebook. Um, and I also have a website uh, called bebold-bebrave.com. That's not really... You have a YouTube channel you haven't updated in a while? I have a YouTube channel I haven't updated. What's up with your Silver Linings podcast or something podcasting? Oh, that was a pilot. That was one episode that you're not committing to anymore? Yeah. That's upsetting. Because I don't have a lot of Silver Linings other than stuff with COVID. Aw, that's true. And I don't want to... Yeah. So that's yeah, that's where you can find me. Cool. Well, the this has been uh, the crooked table, crooked commentary on Batman Forever. Uh, as we said, we have a whole lineup of things that have been announced uh, from June thirtieth to I think August seventh or whatever, early August second, something early August. It was when the Can't Hardly Wait episode drops. So uh, keep an eye out for that. We've got a lot of a big uh, all all over the place as far as like movies from the forties. Ball of Fire and The Quiet Man, movies like Jojo Rabbit, and uh, as I said, Can't Hardly Wait, and a lot of other good stuff coming up. So stay tuned for more from the Crooked Table podcast. I've been Rob. And I'm Kai. And thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Forever. This has been a production of CrookedTable.com. All rights reserved. That's the yard of a little KED.